Hey everybody, welcome to Silver and Gold. Uh, just starting off real quick here with a uh, lots of news and movie reviews and fun. <laughs> um, I have probably been trying to record this uh, episode of Silver and Gold for about the past uh, two hours. I decided to um, get in here and sit down and do my thing. And my computer had updates, and um, so I did those, and they took forever. And then, um, I'm trying to think what else. Just my uh, app that I use for my recording, um, I left up the old episode, and when I was closing out of it, it said, you know, do you want to save this? Well, I had already saved it, <clears throat> and... Um, but still, when I went to close went to close the app, um, it said something about cleaning up old files or some shit like that. So that took forever. Uh, the voice, Jesus Christ! Maybe it's because I'm not used to, um, you know, when you. I guess maybe when you're talking for a couple hours just nonstop, <clears throat> um, like I have the last few episodes, um, the. After the last episode, I mean, I was just as hoarse as if I would have went to a sporting event or a concert and been screaming. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Like I had said before, you know, a lot of times on the show about getting, you know, kind of a frog in my throat while I'm talking. I didn't have any hot tea or I have it, but maybe I'll, you know, if, if I feel the need, I'll, I'll go in and make me a, a cup of hot uh, tea to... Uh, Sip on, dig it. Right now, I just have some cool water. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I found myself, you know, the occasion um, of having a little watch party, a 24-hour watch party the other night with the Cinemasochist, Justin Oberholzer, and some of our friends. Uh, of course, when it's 24 hours like that, that, you know, I... I was in for probably, I think maybe four or five movies over that 24-hour period because, you know, got to sleep sometime and other things I had to do. But it was a whole lot of fun. And the fun, the fun one of the funny things was um, I had just actually been thinking, I think, I, I don't know if it was that day or the day before or something like that, about... <clears throat> having some kind of a watch party for a movie or a couple of movies or something like that. Cause we had, we had been doing it when the COVID thing started, um, on a, I, I guess maybe kind of like a fairly regular basis. Uh, and it usually would just be like a couple of movies, if not, maybe just one. Um, but we hadn't, uh, as far as I know, hadn't done it in a while. And once you get the, um, the app, um, there are actually, you know, of course, Justin or whoever that's doing it, uh, Metal Mikey or whoever, will set up a room on this app uh, for us, you know, and to show the movie and everything. But there are, there are, uh, you know, other rooms in there. Uh, I guess, you know, people I don't even know. So I don't know if you have to click on it and see if they'll let you in. I, um, some of them may be private. Some of them may not. Hang on one second. Going to take a little impromptu break already. I wanted to kind of cut off uh, a problem at the pass. I don't know if I have or not, but uh, with this chair, I got a um, 
kind of a pillow thing to put in there to help with the uh the back um but we did do you know the watch party you know the other night and had a good time i'll be talking about some of those movies here in just a little bit i remember actually with el goro and several other people you know this has been years ago now because it was before i had even met el goro in person and uh um just having skype parties uh we would just all get on there and you know just uh several people and uh talk about movies and just all kinds of shit you know he would he would come up with some subjects or some movies or questions about movies and stuff like that that would kind of stimulate the conversation but we all had a good time getting on there just haven't done that in a long time with the watch parties uh you're more or less just you know you're typing um so you're not actually you know speaking because if you did that you'd be just talking over the talking over the movie and everything um but it is it's still fun uh let's see what we got going on here it's raining out so usually in about 15 minutes we would be going for our walk i'll check here in just a little bit because you know i can always just pause and come back to recording which might be the best thing to do for my voice and for my back uh just do it in in parts instead of sitting here you know for two and a half hours or whatever um but uh we finally we needed rain pretty bad of course you know you hate rain can't ride the motorcycle you know it's bad to be outside and everything but when it gets really really you know like a drought where the river and everything's getting really low it's like you know we we just need it um other things that are going on oh i've been watching some tv again um i watched the two two newest episodes of fargo uh with chris rock and um timothy oliphant and some other people um they were they were good uh, this the, the if you had to rate the seasons uh they're all good to me and like i said they're all compelling and they all have good stories and kind of uh callbacks to different you know to old episodes and stuff like that which i've said before um i'm keeping up with this one i don't know if they're going to do any more or not i would think because they take a long time in between seasons so they put out quality stuff and it is successful i mean you know people seem to love it but people that, that you know, i was introduced to it a long time ago of course i saw the movie fargo but as far as the series goes i just remember people at work telling me you know or online on our groups and things like that that this is like you know one of the best series that's going so that's what got me to check it out to start with and it always has good acting and a good cast and everything um let's see here other than fargo we were talking the other day about billy bob thornton and um you know, somebody said that they thought his um, acting in Fargo was uh, his best uh, performance. And like I said, I, I just chimed in. I thought because I have a soft spot in my heart for the movie The Alamo and where he plays Davy Crockett. And I thought that, you know, he did a really good job. Um, I'm trying to th- I'm, I'm look at some of his other movies just to see. If maybe I'm wrong. and I mean, he's good in everything, so um, let's see here. I liked him in um, Wag the Dog. He was really good in that. Uh, 
trying to think of other stuff that I saw him in. Indecent Proposal. I saw parts of that, but I don't remember seeing the whole thing. Of course, Tombstone, it was just a bit part, but he was really good. Um, Sling Blade, that was the one that put him on the map. And U-Turn, he was good in that. That was with Sean Penn. And uh, he was just, I mean, he was like super, he was like a mechanic uh, who was kind of a swindler. But he was so dirty, it just looked like he just bathed in grease and grunt. Ah, dig it. Uh, the Apostle did not see that. I think that is the one with uh, Robert Duval, where he plays a preacher in uh, Farrah Fawcett or Farrah Fawcett Majors. <laughs> Primary callers, not uh, not Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog was uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, was the uh, well Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, and. Um, that was I love I like that movie I like Primary Colors too but it's John uh, John Travolta basically playing Bill Clinton um, Armageddon I think I hate that movie I know some people like it because it's kind of like a stupid movie uh, but it's so stupid that I hate it uh, I hate Bruce Willis in it I hate Ben Affleck in it I hate all the guys that are on the moon um, I hate all the people at NASA I just hate that movie. Simple Plan. Haven't seen that one in a long time. That was Billy Bob and Dennis Quaid. I remember it being good, but you know it was nothing to ret- for me to return to or anything. It wasn't bad or anything. Uh, let's see what else we got here for Billy Bob Bandits with him and Bruce Willis. I saw that one and I thought it sucked. And I think I watched it twice just to say, just to kind of ask myself, okay, did it really suck or did you not want to? weren't into it or whatever and it sucked the second time too monsters ball that was make me feel good make me feel good make me feel good as Halle Berry and uh Billy Bob uh, banging her in that um it's not a bad movie uh it's actually a pretty good movie but I still do not know why they gave Halle Berry a an Oscar for that Make me feel good. Um, anyway, Keith Ledger was in that, and he played Heath Ledger. It was in that, and he played uh, Billy Bob's son. That uh, was, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to give anything away. I was just about ready to say something about that, but I'm not going to. Intolerable Cruelty, which Rolf had just recently watched, uh, that is a Coen Brothers movie. I actually thought that one was funny, and again, people. There's a lot of people in our uh, orbit that don't like that movie at all. Um, I don't know if I would say they don't like it. That you know, it's a lesser of Coen Brothers movies, and I'll say you know I'll agree with that. But I still thought it was funny. Um, let's see, Love Actually. I did see that. Um, that's a pretty good uh, Christmas movie, I guess. Bad Santa is humorous because it is i mean it is what it is it's just so dirty and filthy he's a scumbag and you know he's basically a skinny drunk santa claus who you know the fucking booger eating moron kid with blonde hair looks like a miniature version of andre the giant with a blonde curly wig on uh and you know santa's screwing and drinking and blah 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 um the Alamo, again, I thought he did a really good job playing Davy Crockett and kind of probably, uh, uh, well, who knows, but I would think that it's more of a 
a realistic um, take on Davy Crockett from what we know of, uh, you know, he was a politician and kind of a funny guy and uh, kind of like a Will Rogers type of guy. Uh, Friday Night Lights, I did see that one. It's been so long ago. That one, uh, well, actually, uh, I saw a doc, I think it was documentary Friday Night Lights, wasn't it? Or was this it? And it was just, (laughs) it seemed, because I know they had a TV show, Friday Night Lights too. Um, I think I, I saw a documentary called Friday Night Lights and it was really good because it, it talks, I didn't know that high school football was such a big thing. You know, when we played high school football, you know, they may show just the scores on the, you know, evening news that night at like 11 o'clock, but it would just be like, you know, so-and-so uh, toppled so-and-so 14 to nothing or something like that. But they would never now. De- and this is, you know, of course, um, Friday night lights took place in Texas, but like, you know, Friday night in Texas was such a big thing because football was so, so big, you know, and, and people took it so seriously. And, um, I never took it seriously. <laughs> I'd fucking miss practice and everything else. I didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, that's. I think that was just part of uh, what is still today my com- compulsive uh, behavior or whatever, where I would just, in a flash, I'd be like, you know, get out of school, and I just have this th- thought in my head: I don't feel like going out there and running my fucking ass off, and I would just go home. Ah, oh, sick, you know. Which, if you don't go to practice, you don't get to play. So you 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 still practice the rest of the week, and then you sit on the sidelines during the game, which is no fun. You want to get in there and play. But um, Ice Harvest, I did see that. I think that was with John Cusack, and again, that was a pretty good one. Of course, Bad News Bears. Um, I'll bring up here in a little bit because I just watched the original one of that and Billy Bob is playing the Walter Matthau part in that one. I did not, I don't think I saw uh, the new one. And uh, Mr. Woodcock, I think that was a porno movie about a guy that had his uh, penis amputated, had to have a wood strap on. Nah, that was a, Another, I'm thinking of another movie I saw. Uh, Mr. Woodcock is basically, I think he's a school principal or coach or something, and uh, he's just a fucking dickhead. And I believe he starts screwing the kid in the movie's mom or something. <laughs> and I think it's funny because Billy Bob, I don't know if he went and got like um, um, hair restoration surgery or if he has the. Uh, the um what do you call it a hair club for men the system which is like a basically a wig that like john travolta nicholas cage was wearing and everything uh woodcock that one has that fucking stifler in it and the only thing i've ever liked him in was goon uh let's see taken aback by his mother's wedding announcement a young man returns home in an effort to stop her from marrying his old high school gym teacher okay yeah, that would be pretty fucking horrifying considering some of the coaches and teachers that I had. Let's see. What else we got going on here with Billy Bob? Ooh, Billy Bob. Ooh, he's so special. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Whiskey Tango Fox, Foxtrot, I did see that. Uh, I don't remember that much about it, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's a 
war correspondent movie starring Tina Fey, Margot Robbie, and Martin Freeman. And of course, Margot is hot as fuck. Uh, she is a news bunny, and uh, Tina Fey basically is playing a Tina Fey kind of type character. She's smart and uh, um, wants to do a good job and does a good job. And then, of course, everybody's just looking at Margot Robbie, which I would too. Tina Fey's not bad looking, though, but she's not as hot as Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Lorne Malvo in Fargo. Yes, he was good in that. If you have not seen that, um, well, you know, watch the whole thing from beginning till now to now on the series. But uh, the season that he was in was excellent. Uh, and he is one of the main uh, people in it. And um, he is a very interesting character. I wonder if Billy Bob has any, he's on a, that TV show Goliath. And I only watched the first episode of that just because, you know, it's one of those things where I started watching it and it's not bad, but I'm like, okay, do I really want to invest time in this? Because who knows the son of a bitch might get canceled and you know, but not only that, it's just, I, I don't know. Series are hard for me to get into. Um, if they're really good and they catch me from the beginning and somebody says, oh, this is really good and I have a lot of time or I'm kind of a captive audience, then it helps. But just sitting down and watching, you know, a series, I don't know. It, it, I hate when it becomes a chore and uh, especially if it's not good, you know, you start watching it and you're like, fuck, why am I wasting my time? I could be doing or watching anything else. Uh, so Billy Bob, I still think that, um, Davy Crockett, but again, Fargo. I mean, Fargo's a series, and he had more time to develop the character and everything, but those are two really good uh, things there. Um, the I talked about the last episode. I think I already talked about um, the Coen Brothers movie where he plays the barber. Uh, what was that called? What was that called, Billy Bob? They must really like Billy Bob because that's another. And again, Clooney, I think last episode, I said that um, Clooney had been in three Coen Brothers movies, but I think he's been at four. Uh, what the fucking hell, dude? The man who wasn't there. I already talked about that, and I did mention that I hadn't seen it in so long that uh, I I don't know if it was how I would feel about it now or not, or how I even felt about it then, other than it didn't. It wasn't like, you know, Big Lebowski. It wasn't anything funny or anything. Gah. If it's not funny, I don't want anything to do with it. Just kidding. Burn After Reading. Again, this is a Rolf uh, movie that he just watched. Uh, I did not watch it, but I put it on the list just to talk about. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit last episode because he's on a Coen Brothers trip. Uh, this is another one with Clooney, and um, it didn't light my fire. You know, it had it. It, it was there were there were it was like a puzzle piece there were parts that i remember liking and thinking were really funny uh, but um eh, it wasn't it was in there with uh, intolerable cruelty probably I, I would watch intolerable cruelty again before i would watch burn after reading Boo. if you know what i'm saying who else is in that motherfucker uh, <laughs> i'm in a bad mood and it's coming through i'm not in a bad mood um Chatty Kathy. Ooh, she's so chatty. Uh, oh, I was going to say, why did I fucking put Mark Wahlberg on here? Well, Mark Wahlberg is always somebody that's good to talk about, but I found a video on YouTube and I posted it on Silver and Gold 
I feel like I'm talking too fast right now. Maybe I need to slow down. Um, I filmed this video, and he's obviously a multimillionaire, I would think. You know, he does all this shit. He's open restaurants and everything. Blah, blah, blah. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> fart noise. Um, but he did this video, like a workout video, um, almost like a, the biggest loser kind of a thing where he takes, you know, this young guy who's overweight and they're doing a, a video where they're having him like he's going to lose so much weight and get in shape. But Wahlberg really isn't he. I think he even stated that he doesn't do this workout and he doesn't do the fasting. He he's a big proponent of fasting, but I don't think it's like this guy, they had him fast for like fucking seven days or something straight or something, which obviously they got to be giving him some supplements and, you know, water and stuff uh, or something to sustain himself. And then he's working out constantly and Wahlberg's getting him up at like two in the morning and four in the morning and everything. But there's another guy there and it seems almost guru ish, um, kind of weird, like a cross between a con man and a guru slash cult leader kind of a thing. And Wahlberg's just, you know, patting this guy on the shoulders and on the back. And, you know, like, uh, and the guy of course is, is, you know, he's tired and he's hungry and everything else, but he's getting to hang out with the Mark Wahlberg and Wahlberg is, you know, I guarantee you Wahlberg probably doesn't even speak to this guy once the cameras go off. But he just comes off. Uh, this is Wahlberg I'm talking about. He comes off like a fucking real douchebag. And I know he does fucking steroids and probably like testosterone replacement therapy and all that kind of shit like that. Um, so, you know, he's on there saying, oh, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. And blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, trying to motivate this guy. And there's a lot of uh, wrestling around and grab assing and stuff like that. It's just he just comes off like a fucking I don't like him anyway. Of course, you know, every, uh, I think I think he's a poor actor. But um, and the only reason he got where he was is because he was doing steroids and people saw his you know body and stuff and said oh well of course his brother uh got him into music and then when he'd take his shirt off people would shit themselves and calvin klein and everything you know so it's basically it's not because he's a good actor and it's not because of you know he's fucking douche i don't even know why i'm fucking wasting my breath oh this fucking asshole <laughs> no if you get a chance watch that video that i posted it's on it's on our group on sylvan gold our group but uh he just is fucking douche um i did not like that planet of the apes movie and i'm a giant planet of the apes fan i mean i watched them all when i was a kid i had the toys like i said before on the show a long time ago uh before there were star wars planet of the apes was the shit it was the science fiction you know colossus look at all how many had a tv show it had how you know all these like five fucking sequels then it's also had well now it's had even more because it had the the uh, Tim Burton sequel, uh, which wasn't really a sequel, but I mean, well, I guess maybe uh, Tim Burton. And then you had the last several that they made um, lunch boxes, all this stuff. So, I mean, that that was the shit. Perfect Storm. I like Clooney, but I wanted uh, Wahlberg to die. The Yards. I remember watching this when I was uh, let me think it was I wasn't in college. It was after that. But um 
I thought this, you know, oh man, this looks like it'd be really good, you know. And um, the, I think Charlize Theron is in that. And um, she in this movie kind of reminds me of one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> but that's, that's that's neither here nor there because I was probably dating the girl at the time when I was, when I watched this. Uh, James Caan is in it. It sort of reminded me of like Nickel Ride or something like that. But, and then the other one with, um, what was the, there was another movie with, uh, I think, Joaquin Phoenix and was it Wahlberg? And it was like a family of cops and Joaquin Phoenix wasn't a cop in the family, but he ran like a nightclub. That movie wasn't that bad. The Yards was not that good. I might need to go back and watch it. Um, James Gray was the writer and director. Wahlberg just, Wahlberg, Wahlberg just sucks. And, uh, what's this fucker known for? He did, uh, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt, which I haven't seen yet. Hopefully that'll be coming on Prime or Netflix or something soon because I like Brad Pitt. Uh, Lost City of Zed, uh, which was Charlie Hunnam. I thought that was pretty good. It wasn't anything great, but it was, you know, it was worth watching, you know. Uh, let's see, La Immigrante. That had Jeremy Renner in it, and my friend at work hates his guts. Um, let's see what else this fucker did. Da -da. Little Odessa. I think that's uh, Tim Roth, maybe. And is that River Phoenix? No, Edward Furlong. Uh, and Tim Roth. I was just thinking about Tim Roth today. And I was wondering if he was sort of, um, if he kind of didn't live up to his potential. I wonder what people would think about that. Because I remember when he was in Reservoir Dogs and it was like, holy shit, Tim Roth, man, he's so good. He, you know, basically was the main guy in that movie, although it was an ensemble cast. But I never thought that he really, I thought in the, in the Hulk movie, The Incredible Hulk, sort of like he was miscast because Tim Roth is not athletic at all. And he was sort of supposed to be like a, uh, uh, hang on one second here. Had a message just pop up. Oh, what's that stupid thing? Let's see. Um, I didn't think he did a bad job in the incredible Hulk, but I just thought it was kind of miscast. I thought they should have gotten, if he was going to be like a uh, a soldier, a Spetsner or whatever. Or no, I think he was an American soldier. But Tim Roth is not athletic at all. When they showed him with his shirt off, I guarantee you they did like shading and stuff to make it look like he had abs. Because his body didn't look any better. It just looked more defined. So they just kind of put some shading around his pecs and his abs and stuff like that. Boo. Like you have to have abs to be an actor. <laughs> no, but I mean in that role. But then again, when he transformed, he looked really good when he became the abomination. Edward Furlong, he definitely... He went down the path, I think, of drinking and addiction and eating a lot. And um, let's see what else. Um, he's been in some Uwe Boll movies. So he went from, you know, kid actor. I think he just maybe, I'm not putting him down because I, 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 I always thought he was, well, he was good in that Willem Dafoe prison movie, Animal Factory, which we reviewed on the show. I thought that was a really good movie. Um and he was still pretty thin then. Now he looks like a fucking 
Joe Pesci's kid or something. Uh, and he's not, he's, he's still a good actor. He just kind of, you know, well, I guess he got older. I'm not as skinny as what I used to be, but I'm buff. I got abs. <laughs> I don't have abs. Burr. Uh, let's see here. Let's go back. But little Odessa, that one is one I missed. I don't, I ne- I never saw it. So I wonder I can't, all these movies, I, can't, I wonder what you guys think about that. <laughs> I would have to check it out. I just remember seeing the, um, the uh, box cover art several times, especially, you know, to when Tim Roth was, you know, pretty, really big. He played Charles Starkweather on a TV movie, of course, about, you know, Starkweather murders uh, with Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate, where they, the movie they, Based Badlands on, and Bruce Springsteen made the song um, uh, Nebraska and everything. Uh, but I thought he was miscast in that too. Uh, he didn't look like Charles Starkweather, and Charles Starkweather, I guess, liked James Dean and kind of combed his hair and dressed like you know Marlon Brando or James Dean did. And Tim Roth is does not fit that type at all. I don't think he probably did a bad job in that, but he was just miscast as far as looks and everything go. Uh, we own the night. That is, that is the one. So, okay. The yards and we, I was saying, I watched the yards and the movie, it kind of reminded me of we own the night. Well, it's because the guy that, um, wrote and directed the yards wrote and directed. We own the night. Um, so, but I, I thought we own the night was better. I don't know. What do I know though? Just a fucking moron. Uh, he's got a movie coming out called I Am Pilgrim. And that has... Who's in that motherfucker? A former spy is called upon out of retirement to assist uh, in an unusual investigation. Hmm. Curious about that, but it doesn't say anything. It doesn't have anything else. Let's see. Maybe it has... Um, some information I can spread. I'll make up a rumor. I think it's going to be Mark Wahlberg now. Uh, this is Terry Hayes' debut novel. However, the screenwriter uh, previous film credits include Payback, Mad Max 2, and Dead Calm. So that might be good. Who knows? It'll probably have Wahlberg and Kevin Costner and fucking uh, who else? Some other shithead. Uh, God damn, am I bitter or what? What the fuck? Let's get off the Wahlberg kick. I just wanted to mention that... Uh, workout video which i thought was it's it's if you don't like him to start with it will uh add to that and if you if you have no thing about him one way or the other if you watch it i don't know the wall burgers tv series but that's about his stupid restaurant that he opened up he put he basically put the money into it so his brother could open it up i think Patriots Day wasn't bad. That was a that wasn't bad, and that's that's Wahlberg. So I mean, you know, it's not like I hate everything that the fucking fuckers in Mile Twenty Two. That was one that it had a fucking shitload of action in it. His character was really annoying. Like he was kind of a I don't think he had supposed to have Tourette's, but he was just. Like he talked like a fucking uh, dictation machine and was supposed to be real wicked smat, I guess. I don't know. Fuck him. Oh, 
the six million dollar man. I've been hearing that he was going to star in that six billion now, of course, because now six million doesn't wouldn't be as much. Um, uh, is that the one? Is Seth Rogen doing now? Okay, I was going to say I thought Seth Rogen was attached and he was going to do it and do it like a tongue in cheeky kind of a thing, which would suck. The fact that Wahlberg is going to play Steve Austin makes me want to fucking vomit because I was such a fan of that show and I loved Lee Majors. When he was Heath Barkley on the Big Valley, I loved him in, um, of course, Six Million Dollar Man. When I was a little kid, I remember I couldn't. I saw the trailer for the uh, new season of TV shows coming out, and Six Million Dollar Man was gonna be, you know, one of the new shows. And I was shitting myself because I wanted to watch it so bad. And I liked The Fall Guy, and uh, Heather Thomas was. She's still good looking. I think she's like 62 now. She's still really good looking. Um, I thought she got hurt in a motorcycle accident because I remember them saying that she kind of disappeared off the planet Earth after being such a hit and a sex symbol with the posters and everything like that on um, Fall Guy. But I remember she was in an accident and her legs got broken really badly. But what it was, I think she was walking across the street and a car hit her. Um, So that's what happened there. Um, But like I said, she still looks good. That movie Cyclone is pretty hilarious. Um, That was her trying to go on her own and make a movie and all this and that. She had the tightest fucking acid wash jeans. I was going to say they're tucked in her little boots. Um you know, that they wore back then, but they had to be because they were like, they were like fucking skin tight. They were like tights. And if you watch that movie, um, you'll spend most of the time. It's like, she has, uh, a super powered motorcycle and she's kind of like a spyish kind of a person. Um, she must've been into motorcycles or something in real life. Cause I thought at one time I remembered her like riding dirt bikes or something. Maybe that's where I got that. She got hurt. Uh, riding motorcycles, but I did read uh, just not that long ago that it was uh, she got hit by a car, which is I mean, God, that's awful. Oh, she's so good. Back then when she would be on the fall guy and they would show her in a bikini. Holy shit. Jesus H. Christ. Untitled basketball movie. Wahlberg. You fucking fucker. Don't you have enough? (laughs) Don't you have enough money? Please quit. I am surprised he hasn't been in a Marvel movie or a DC movie, Knockwood. I think he he probably takes himself too seriously as an actor, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's not that bad. <laughs> I watched a movie called Biker Boys from 2003. <clears throat> it was one of those nights where I was just put it on like I think either Prime or Netflix and I was just flipping through just trying to find something to catch my eye and I really didn't want to watch something that I had already seen uh, but nothing was really like jumping out at me and this biker boys it's not something that I generally would be like oh fucking biker boys you know and start whacking off because I'm you know kind of knew I knew Larry Fishburne was in it Lawrence sorry Larry uh, <laughs> uh, but and and that it was kind of I don't want to say like I sort of fast and fury ish ish that's two ishes uh, but it revolved around um, like super 
uh, sport motorcycles. And I like motorcycles, of course. So that's one th- reason I, th- I thought, okay, well, Larry Fishburne's always really good for the most part. Um, and so he would give a certain gravitas <laughs> to this. Plus I like motorcycles. So why not? You know, I'll, I'll go into fast and the furious brain dead mode, but it wasn't as bad as fast and the furious as far as like, you know, defying all logic and, um, uh, the law of physics and Vin Diesel fucking making me want to just fucking punch Vin Diesel in the face every time he, you know, is tries to act so uber cool and fights the fucking rock. And, you know, I fucking hate him too. Um, but biker boys, I won't say it was great. Um, it was worth a watch. Um, the one thing, well, I just saw something, another person that I fucking hate the, it would have been much better. Although he didn't, he wasn't bad in this and didn't have a huge part, but, uh, kid rock is in this and I hate him. I hate that dumb motherfucking, I was going to say dumb redneck, but a, a redneck wannabe poser because he's not a fucking redneck. Uh, he was from like the suburbs of Detroit and his dad, they were like, uh, fucking wealthy or whatever. And then he comes across like, he's this white trash, you know, uh, guy from, you know, from, from the slums of Detroit and everything. And he wasn't. And, uh, but I don't know why anybody would, I mean, I live around a lot of rednecks and, <laughs> I, maybe when you're rich or you're, you're, uh, you know, I don't know what that, that to, to try and look like that. I can drive down the fucking road here to go to the store or something and see a hundred people that look, I could fucking walk out of my house and walk down the street, uh, and see, you know, fucking somebody who looks just like fucking kid rock right now. I mean, I don't know if they'd be into rapping. They'd probably be more into, uh, you know, country music or something. I don't know, but you know, ah, whatever kid rock. He doesn't kill this movie. Cause he's, like I said, he's just a small part in it. Um, the one thing about this movie that, um, I, well, I, I didn't like it's, I didn't like it. It's just a technical thing. Um, they're riding like Hayabusa's and stuff like that, that uh, and ninjas that are like, you know, Hayabusa's like fastest fucking motorcycle. It can outrun a goddamn police helicopter. Um, but you didn't, um, you didn't get a feel for the speed. And I know they're not going to put Lawrence Fishburne, uh, or, uh, uh, Derek Luke or Orlando Jones or who else is in this? Um, Lisa Bonet's in this. She was always really good looking. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long time, so I don't know. I'm sure she's still a hottie. Um, Tyson Beckford is in this, um, lost my train of thought um they um they did not in any way in any scene did you see something that showed you or gave you the feel or the visual of the speed of these motorcycles when they would show them on the bikes and they would want to show a close up of the face and stuff like that, I, you know, of course, this is back before they had, um, you know, really good CGI probably and, um, or um, deep fake or something like that, which I'll talk about here in just a little bit too. Um, 
So the guys are probably sitting on bikes and they might either be going um, maybe 35 miles an hour or, uh, of course, the bikes, they might have just been sitting on them and the bikes are being, you know, are on a trailer being pulled or something like that. Uh, but you would think they would want to, you know, at least put some professional, you know, uh, motorcycle riders, you know, racers or something like that on there with full face helmets. on. Cause that's that's one way with this type of movie. You didn't have to have Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Derek Luke or whoever um, on the bike riding, because for the most part, most people that ride uh, sport bikes wear full face helmets and you know, with, with a, a dark visor or a mirrored visor or something like that, you wouldn't be able to see who it was anyway. And then just have them pull up and have a little cut, flip the fucking thing up, and it's Larry Fishburne. But that's the one thing that just was kind of off about it. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie. It's not great. Um, but it's worth a watch. I I'm, I don't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, man, this fucking sucks. But it was, you know, average. I still liked it better than Fast and the Furious. I hate those fucking movies, especially you know before uh, Statham, Statham and The Rock got involved. Blah, that family shit. Michelle Rodriguez acting like a fucking dumbass, and Paul Walker acting like a fucking dumbass, and uh, Vin Diesel. Oh God, he's so goddamn fucking great. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Bad News Bears. I haven't seen this one since I was a kid. Um, it's still funny. Booger Eating Moron and uh, Tatum O'Neill. And you have uh, Jack Earl Haley. Jackie. I always want to say Jackie. And then I think, is it Jackie still now that he's like an older guy and he's uh, Rorschach? Um, but I th- it's funny. It's it's amusing. Uh, I just remember when we were kids. I mean, even the parents would be laughing their asses off because it had like for that time, 1976, you know, adult humor, uh, where, uh, math he doesn't talk to him like they're little kids and he gets drunkard and shit and everything. It's kind of like bad Santa, but not that bad. Not, it doesn't go like that far about anything, but you know, just having a movie that involved kids and little kids cussing and stuff like that. And, you know, it's pretty good. Tatum O'Neill. Um, she was always cute like uh, when she was in the movie with Christy McNichol and all that stuff. And she's a good looking lady. The fact that she was married to um, John McEnroe. I hate fucking John McEnroe. I hated him when he played tennis. Um, The only saving grace for John McEnroe with me was in the movie about him and Bjorn Borg's kind of feud uh, on the court. Um, the way they portrayed him and knowing that him and Borg are kind of friend or friends and everything. I, uh, they, and of course, again, this is a hate filled podcast. They have fucking Shia LaBeouf playing him, which he did a good job because I hate Shia LaBeouf too. So him playing McEnroe worked. Um, but I hated him, man. I fucking like Borg. 
I like Jimmy Connors, but Jimmy Connors could be kind of a twat too. You know, I hated those guys that would just fucking be screaming and acting like fucking douchebags. And and the funny thing is, is I like pro wrestling, and to me, that's it's almost like NASCAR, where the guys, one guy would cut another guy off, and they would go into the pits, and the guy would jump out of his car, and they'd like almost start a fight. They're basically using like wrestling, like um, I don't know if I would say storylines, but whether it's baseball, basketball, and everything, charging the mound when a guy throws a ball at too close to your head, or in basketball when they get in a big fight. Of course, hockey. I love hockey, and they would they get in brawls, you know, on the ice and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hate McEnroe, but uh, Tatum O'Neill, I'd have banged her. And um, how old is she? Let me look her up because I like to see if I could bang them. It it just totally goes by age whether I could bang somebody or not. If they're even close. Because she was a little kid in uh, Paper Moon. Tatum O'Neill. I hate fucking Ryan O'Neill so much. And then when I watch videos of him on YouTube uh, talking about raising his kids and stuff like that, he is such a piece. He's a narcissistic piece of shit. And uh, he needed to get his teeth knocked down his fucking throat. Fucking little fucking douche. She is 56. So, yes, I could have banged Tatum O'Neill. I could have been the Matt Dillon character in that movie with her and Christy McNichol. Um, let's see. What was that fucking movie called? I wanted to say Little Darlings, but it wasn't Little Darlings. It was When Are You, Where Have You Gone? Uh, let's see. Little Darlings. Yeah, that's what it was. What else was she in? But, you know, the thing is, and this is, it's sad in a way, but, uh, you know, they talked about, I think she talked about, like, uh, doing lots of blow and going to Studio 54 and all this shit. It's sad because she was just a kid, but, yeah, she was, that that kind of, in some ways, makes her a little bit hotter because she was doing, like like, sex stuff and things like that. Let's see, what else was she in here? Paper Moon. I have never seen Paper Moon. I remember it being maybe on TV when I was a kid, um, but I don't ever remember watching it. Um, and the only things that I really like, like Ryan O'Neill, I liked him in The Driver. Also, um, he was okay in uh, Bridge Too Far, but you know that was a one of those star-studded casts, and he was just had a you know like a a small part of a big stew. Uh, what else was she in? Nothing that I think I, I mean, the runaways, was that the one about, uh, Joan Jett and all that shit? She must have played somebody's mom. Cause she, by then she was fucking as old as me. <laughs> 2000. Hey, she's old as me in 2010. This is 40. That sounds like a, uh, like a milf, uh, porn thing. Like where they have like barely legal, but then they, they'll have like, uh, 40 and up. 50 and up and stuff like that. And then once you get over that, you're like, fuck a duck and throwing and up. Um, Let's see here. I don't see anything that I really little darlings with her and McNichol McPickle. And that's, uh, she was in, I fell in love with her uh, camp counselor who was Armand Asante. And he was teaching her how to swim. And he looks like a goddamn fucking, um, chimp or something he is so fucking hairy uh 
that's about it. I'm not going to look up anything. I'm McNichol. I remember she was in two moon junction. She was in that, uh, white dog. I think we may have reviewed that on the show. Uh, let me look up McNick McPickle. Cause I remember when she, of course, when she was a little kid, you know, who the fucking on that uh, show family, you know, she's a little, like a little kid, but then when she got to be like a teenager, uh, let's see if I could. Well, I couldn't get her because she's, I think, a lesbian. But she, she was, uh, she was going out with dudes and stuff. She's a little bit older. I th- that's weird. I was, uh, Tatum O'Neill's fifty six. Mick Pickle is fifty eight. So she was too old for me. I could probably get her because she's old, and she would appreciate a young stud like me. Um, but Mick Pickle. Um, what movies was she in? Okay, Little Darlings. That was good. Uh, Summer of My German Soldier. I remember that being on TV. Uh, White Dog was good. That was Sam Fuller, wasn't it? Is that Sam? Yeah, Sam Fuller. That was an interesting movie, and she looked good in that one. See, that's the thing. I I don't. I think that she was kind of conflicted, and I think she did like the whole, you know with boys and stuff like that when she was younger. And then when she got older, she had a lot of uh, problems, I think with depression and stuff like that. But uh, she was on a TV show that was pretty popular. Let's see the pirate movie. I think that was a huge flop with her and Christopher Adkins. And that's when she started changing her hairstyle and it didn't look, I don't know. She was kind of like the tomboy when you were in, uh, in like a, junior high and stuff like that a girl that was a tomboy and you yeah you probably were more attracted to her because she was closer to being you know kind of like a uh, a friend like a dude but um still had you know puss <laughs> uh let's see what else we got here uh there was yeah dream lover now that's one i want to watch but i haven't seen i read the um some stuff about it and um, it's like a psychological kind of a, I don't know if I would want to say like a giallo maybe. Um, it's about a woman who undergoes sleep deprivation therapy after being attacked in her apartment with unexpected results. And it's a, uh, the film was directed by Alan J. Pakula, and I like him. He's fucking done some amazing stuff. Um who else was in this? Ben Masters. Uh, see, some of these names, I would probably know them if I saw their faces, but I don't know these fucking people. Uh, what's going on here? Was it, uh, I'm, I'm curious, it's a, it's a 1986 movie because she was, after Family, of course she was a little kid, then she did Little Darlings, which they were kind of, uh, like I said, maybe uh, between junior high and, you know, I like I think they were. I think her and Tatum O'Neill were supposed to be maybe like uh, fifteen or something like that. Uh, and then night, the night the lights went out in Georgia, that was with her and Dennis Quaid and Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill was trying to break out of his Luke Skywalker mode with the night the lights went out in Georgia and Corvette Summer. And um, Mark Hamill was well, how old is that motherfucker? Could I have fucked him? <laughs> No, Mark Hamill's 69. Jesus Christ, he's old. I wouldn't want his old balls. <laughs> I wouldn't want him anyway. Um, how old is Dennis Quaid? 
this has turned into a hell of a podcast. I didn't think I had any ideas. And the whole thing is, how old so-and-so? Can I bang them? Uh, yeah, Dennis Quaid's only 66. You would think Luke Skywalker. But then again, Dennis Quaid was pretty young back then. Um, Dennis Quaid. I did. A, you know, do you realize that I did a whole fucking silver and gold episode by myself? And I think the only thing I talked about was Dennis Quaid and Dennis Quaid movies. Don Stroud. I know Don Stroud. He was a uh, Murph the Surf. And he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Coogan's Bluff and um, Joe Keed. He must have he must have uh, had a little bit of a friendship or something, maybe with Clint. Uh, let's see. Bobby Gentry, of course, she was the one that... Uh, did she sing The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia? I thought, yeah, that's Vicki Lawrence. But I, I don't know. Did Vicki Lawrence from the Carol Burnett show? She was kind of hot back in the day. Let's see. She became a one-hit wonder with The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And that was a huge hit. But why was what did, Bobby Gentry was the one that sang Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. She was good looking. Of course, when you look at pictures of Bobby Gentry, like back then in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, they have so much fucking makeup on and the big hair and everything. But she was a good looking lady. Uh, Ode to Billy Joe. The day that Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Okay, now Billy Joe McAllister. We've talked about this before. But what I wanted to look up was Robbie Benson. Let's look that up. I'm thinking that maybe we reviewed that on Slimy and Goop. Uh, Adaptations. Okay, it was made for a movie with uh, Robbie Benson. He is 64. So he's more Dennis Quaid age. Well, who was the girl in that? God damn it. I got to look that up. I'm sure you guys are really enjoying this. <laughs> this is a, what, what they, uh, like Henry Rollins, a spoken word. I'm speaking words. Let's see. Max Baer, Jr., Jethro. Uh, directed and produced this. This was one of his huge hits, this and uh, Macon County Line. Man, he made a fucking shitload of money because he'd make he made those two movies alone that he made he made for like a, a million bucks. And um, at the time, at the time, this says a uh, okay. Uh, Ode to Billy Joe was made for one point one million dollars. It grossed twenty seven million at the box office, plus earning in excess of two point six million in foreign market, four point seven million on television. And two point five million from video, so I mean, holy shit! They they put one million in it. Let's see what we got here: twenty seven, twenty nine, uh, thirty four. Okay, so they put one million in and made like thirty seven million fucking dollars, and that's pretty fucking good. Max Bear was he? They he may have been a double knot spy. He's eighty two. Uh, and he fucked Christy Canyon. He was dating her at one time, I believe. Let's see what it says about Max Beer. Max Beer. But I think he just he made so much fucking money um, off of those movies, writing and producing them, that I, he just pretty much didn't have to do shit after that. Uh, let's see. What is Max Beer? I want to see about his love life because I'm pretty sure that he was screwing Christy Canyon for, for a while. I think they had a relationship. Uh, and, of course, his dad was um, uh, Max Bear Sr., who was heavyweight champion of the world, and uh, beat the shit out of Primo Carnera. Uh, 
And um, I'm trying to think who played him in the... Of course, Russell Crowe played the main guy uh, in that. and Because uh, I know Max Bear Jr., the boxing movie, because I know Max Bear Jr. was pissed off at that movie because they said they portrayed Max Bear Sr. as being a, a fucking real asshole and a piece of shit. Like he would tell Russell Crowe's... Um, character that you know he was going to kill him and all this stuff and max bear senior was known as like the crown prince of boxing he was like real funny and everybody loved him but of course for the movie they they i guess wanted to um you know have a villain um cinderella man was what that was i was trying to rack my brain for what that movie was called which was a good it's a good movie but it's just kind of like i said uh, not factually accurate if you will uh which i guess how many movies are really just you know straight up okay uh i want to see how much money macon county line made that was the movie where i i uh um stole the uh those guys uh would be uh alan and jesse vent uh like the waitress would walk by and they'd be like hey sweet potato you know (laughs) So every once in a while, I'll let that fly. Not not to anybody, believe me. Uh, Channel that dreaded sundown. Okay. Let's see. Oh, uh, they were just talking on here about how um, Making County Line is one of those movies that um, use the marketing tactic of saying, you know, based on a true story, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Legend of Boggy Creek, Jackson County Jail, Channel that dreaded sundown. Which none of them, you know, probably they might have had like some like Ed Gein or something uh, as far as Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever like that. But uh, I'm surprised it doesn't say on here how much. The, oh, OK, here it is. Um, now, Macon County Line, uh, $225,000 reportedly became the uh, that's what they made it for. 225000 now owed to Billy Joe. Well, I guess he got a million for the, uh, that one cost a million because it was more of a big budget movie. Uh, whereas Macon County Line was like a drive in fucking movie. They made it for 225000 uh, and it became the most profitable film of 1974 in co- cost to gross ratio, earning $18.8 million and over $30 million worldwide. God. <laughs> <laughs> 225,000 and they made 48 million and that's probably not even with like video sales and selling it to TV and all that shit and it had a sequel with Nick Nolte and Don Johnson <laughs> fart noise uh, let's see what else is going on here Leaf Garrett Leaf Garrett was in Macon County Line he was Max Bear Jr. the cop's son and he was also in Walking Tall. He played Joe Don Baker's son, and he turned into a fat, ugly, old piece of shit. Uh, he's probably a nice guy, but I think he's a uh, he was in some pretty bad shape with uh, his demons. Demons. That's not that the lights went out in Georgia. You get to see Christy McNichol singing with a white leather vest and a pair of white leather chaps in that movie. She was always kind of cute. Uh, like I said, all the guys back in my day liked her. And let's go. What else did we watch? Uh, get off all this. Man, I got sidetracked a million times. 
got a fucking hour's worth of fucking absolutely nothing. Uh, uh, no Country for Old Men. Rolf watched that. Uh, I think he in, quite enjoyed it. Written and directed by uh, Ethan and Joel Cohen. And, uh, of course, that's Tommy Lee Jones, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, and the very cute Kelly McDonald, who I love. I just She is awesome. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt is also awesome, but not in the same way. They're both very good actors, uh, but I don't want to have sex with him. Uh, Kelly McDonald's a kind of, uh, when, you know, you're a dude and you're like, oh man, I like so-and-so, I like so-and-so. She is, well, I don't know her, you know, but I mean, she's a cutie and she's like somebody that you would want to like, you know, hook up with, uh, uh, in a, serious relationship but but then again she might be a piece of shit for all i know she might be a really good actress and she might just be a total fucking bitch and a scumbag but she's just so sweet <laughs> i love her little accent <laughs> okay not in this well she's a redneck in this but um that shows you what a good actress she is because she's you know irish um i loved her in um what was the one uh, with ewan mcgregor uh, train spotting. Yeah, man, she's wow, and she, you know, she's good looking, uh, little, little Irish lass. Train spotting two was okay. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was horrible. I thought it was pretty good. And let's see here. But uh, no country for old men. I've watched that a million times now. I, um, I like it a lot. Um, Javier Bardem's scenes are just awesome. Um, and ja- or James Brolin. <laughs> if James Brolin would have been in this, uh, Anton Sugar wouldn't have stood a chance. Dig it. Uh, Larry McMurtry. Is that Larry McMurtry? Gotta be, isn't it? No, those two chuckleheads didn't write the fucking... Uh, maybe they did. Screen. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy, I'm sorry. That's not Larry McMurtry. <laughs> They're two different people. <laughs> you learn something every day on here. Uh, watched a documentary called uh, from 2010 called Bear Nation. And um, this is um, Malcolm Ingram. Uh, introduces us to gay men who dig big dudes who are stockier and hairier uh, than the airbrushed ideal served up by lifestyle magazines and underwear ads. This is about big, hairy people. Uh, dudes that like to um have fun (laughs) i remember uh you know my mom of course is from a completely and totally different generation um so you have to understand growing up and everything and you know a a lot of what she knew of uh gay culture and things like that just from like tv or maybe seeing somebody or knowing somebody who was as far as a man goes, you know, somebody who's very flamboyant or whatever. And again, that stereotype is played out a million times on TV. I had an interesting discussion on gentleman's guide about, uh, and I'll get back to this. I just came to my head as we were talking about it about, um, has there ever been an action movie? And I'll give an example of uh, predator, uh, Rambo, um, trying to think of other action movies like something like a Breakheart pass with fucking charles bronson or um fast and the furious or you know if you want to talk about newer movies things like that karate movies jason statham or or you know chuck norris or seagal or whatever where 
it is a it is a straight up badass action fucking movie. The star, a a male star, and I I say male because there is a point to that too. A male star who is portrayed as a tough, kick-ass, physically capable, you know, as far as hand-to-hand combat with weapons like John Wick or somebody like that, uh, who is in the movie gay. Now, you can say, again, there's a lot of movies where they, they could be because they don't address the situation in any way. And then, like I said, with, a uh, with, uh, source material like Bronson and mechanic, you know, his character was supposedly infatuated with the Jan Michael Vincent character, but they changed it for the movie. But, um, one way that you go with that is if, if they were everybody that they were friends with, or, you know, in the movie or whatever, uh, knew that they were gay and and or they would show their significant other or if it was so, sort of like a revenge movie their significant other gets killed and they go on revenge trying to get you know and they and their significant other is another man or um you see them and i always said this you know it would, be, it would blow people's like especially macho guys that are in love with either chuck norris or <laughs> in love with them um chuck norris um Sylvester Stallone and Rambo, uh, whoever say they go and Rambo goes over to Vietnam to get these guys back, blah, 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 blah. And, um, he, um, comes back at the end, fucking goes in and, you know, shoots up the fucking CIA's place and everything. And, and then you find out that him and Troutman are, you know, either in a relationship or, um, in the last Rambo movie, when they go to the to the ranch that he's living on out in Wyoming or wherever the fuck it was supposed to be, um, say I mean he has a ranch hand there, and that's his. But that's but don't you know they could make it ambiguous or not? No, I don't want it to be ambiguous at all, because then you could say, well, maybe, maybe not, or uh, my whole point of the question is because I thought maybe there were some movies, especially like whether they're Japanese movies or movies that were made in Europe um, or even South America or something like that, where they have had a uh, successful, well, it doesn't even have to be successful, but just trying and have the main character, the hero, the kick-ass hero who beats everybody's ass and all this shit, you know, it's the same formula as other action movies, but the guy is gay. And, um, when I was talking about the bear, um, documentary, um, and I said something about my mom, you know, um, it's almost like the all in the family episode where Archie has this friend who had played professional football and it's played by Michael Conrad and he's a big guy and everything. And he comes into the bar and he's always, he's into photography and stuff. And him and Archie talk about like the old football games that he was in. Well, Archie, you know, I only played for a couple of years and then I hurt my knee, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But it ends up that Archie finds out from the bartender that the Michael Conrad character who he looks up to and just thinks the world of because he's this big macho football player. And he has all these stories about playing football and, you know, being on the road and everything. 
uh, the bartender, after he leaves the bar one time, and Archie's still sitting there, he says, you know, something about him being a, you know, little light in the loafers or whatever. And Archie's like, the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, he's, you know, and he does the hand thing like swishy or whatever. And he goes, oh man, he goes, that's, that's total bullshit. You know, he's a big football player. But that's like my mom, you know, uh, I had to explain to her. I said, no, I said, there's probably guys that you would never think of. Well, my God, coming from her, she was in love with Rock Hudson when she was a young girl. Rock Hudson was her dream man, like six foot four, incredibly handsome, you know, charismatic and, you know, got all the women. And he was in all those movies with Doris Day. And then he was in these action movies so he could play, you know, in action movies and stuff like that. So, but what I was trying to express to her was, and I even mentioned this movie, Bear Nation, I think, where I said, you know, there's guys that are, you know, might look like a goddamn bodybuilder. And then there's guys that are 200 and, you know, 50 pounds, hairy guys, bald heads. Every, any guy that you can think of could, you know, theoretically be, it's not like everybody is the stereotype that you see in a movie or something, you know, the real femme or, you know, um, type of person, you know, like I said, like a stereotype. And she was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I said, look, you know, this guy, I can't remember what we were, we were watching a movie or something and I can't remember what it was. And I said, no, I said, that guy is, you know, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, no, well, he has big as he is and everything. I said, that has nothing to do with it. But it's like I said, it's a different, you know, her generation, different generation and everything. But, um, we were trying to, and of course, as soon as I posted that question, about, you know, does anybody know of any movie uh, that is a straight-up action movie where, you know, the lead character is gay? Um, And, you know, I don't think we came up with anything. Somebody came up with Zorro the Gay Blade, but again, that was like the alter ego of um, George Hamilton. Uh, His Zorro character, the alter ego of it was Zorro the Gay Blade and where Zorro would wear, you know, all black with a black mask, black like, you know, cowboy hat, all black and everything. Zorro the Gay Blade would wear like uh, magenta, everything that everything that um, Zorro wore that was black. His was like like a magenta or a pink or something. And he had a whip and he was very, you know, like flamboyant, but it was a comedy. and And that's what I said, like Hollywood. Uh, has never had a problem with portraying uh, a gay man, especially in comedy, or they would be very stereotypical. Now, as we have moved in, you know, forward in time and, you know, things have progressed, back in the day you might have um, the writers writing Ben-Hur and Masala in the movie Ben-Hur as kind of uh, there could be some homoerotic undertones or overtones or, you know, had they had some, a relationship or they did, but they never went, you know, that all the way, but they loved each other and everything. Or you would have, like I said, like Top Gun or 300 or the movies that we always make fun of Top Gun, 300 uh, point break where it's very homoerotic between two men. Uh, the, 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 uh, you know, bromance between the two guys. But again, that's kind of undercover and just kind of slipping, you know, whatever. Uh, But now you have movies where 
people are out and out gay in the movie, but again, maybe it's a comedy. Uh, it's a, um, a um, what do you call it? Uh, either a love story or they're not the main character. And if they are the main character, it's a straight up drama about that subject, whether it's the boys in the band, uh, longtime companion or, um, gods and monsters, a dramatic movie about someone who is gay. But I just wanted to know, and if Hollywood and, and the, I shouldn't say, cause there's a certain segment that's always, you know, it's going to accept it as something that's progressive and something that is, you know, Hey, this is refreshing, you know, whatever. And I know again, in comic books, uh, I think they made the character Quicksilver. Was it Quicksilver? There was one, no, 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 no. It was a guy that was in alpha flight. I can't remember what his name is though now. Uh, and he came out as being gay and I think Iceman, uh, from X-Men, Bobby Drake, they brought him out as gay. And again, with, uh, the question, we have seen female, uh, characters who have been in action movies that like, uh, thinking of Charlize Theron in the, uh, atomic, uh, blonde. Uh, now I don't know if she was just all out completely lesbian or if she was bisexual or, or what, but you know, again, they have done that because, uh, Hollywood is, is definitely more comfortable, um, with portraying les, uh, lesbians in an action movie. But of course, for the most part, again, that would be someone who is extremely gorgeous and like the, you know, would be like a lipstick lesbian or something like that. And it's done, you know, for like a, uh, titillating kind of a thing. Um, you know, so anyway, that's just something that I brought up, like I said, on the group and what I was going to, what I was going to say, somebody was really triggered right off the bat and said, you know, why do we even have to fucking ask that question? You know, I don't see people. It's like when somebody says, I don't, I, uh, you say, uh, is, um, the, the you know who was the guy that did that and said well you know was it the you know uh black guy in the red sh- in the red shirt with the baseball hat well i don't see color you know i'm like oh, i don't ask you if you see color you know but obviously if you say is this was it the guy with brown hair or blonde hair well i don't see you know so you don't but that's what i'm saying and and i tried to point out to the guy it was a serious question and, you know, I, you know, just want to get a discussion going about that. But Bear Nation's pretty good uh, documentary. Malcolm Ingram. I think that I'm thinking way back when uh, Small Town Gay Bar came out. I he was on Facebook or MySpace or something like that. And I can't remember. I he posted something and I responded and he acted like a fucking kind of a dick face. And it was just something, you know, uh, I think it was like something where I was trying to make a point about something and, and I don't know, he just kind of was just, it might've just, I can't even remember what it was, but it just hit me the wrong way. And I was like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I forgot all about him until just the other day, small town, gay bar story of a community in the deep South that is forced to deal with struggles of ignorance, hypocrisy, and oppression. This is, again, written and directed by Malcolm Ingram, and it's a documentary just like the Bear Nation. Um, It's about a little, tiny little bar in this um, redneck area. 
uh, and it's a gay bar. Uh, and you get, you know, like again, all kinds of people, you know, going in there. Uh, but of course the locals are, you know, I don't want to come out and say like, you know, all their big Christians and everything like that. But there, there are a lot of them that are really intolerant and, you know, and, and then it talks a lot about, uh, what it's like to be gay in, you know, the South. And then, you know, they have that little place that they all go to and everything and people, you know, will try and burn it down or they get a lot of shit and everything. But, um, it was, it was very interesting. Uh, and it's, you know, a good documentary, even though he pissed me off. And like I said, I cannot remember what it was about. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, uh, let's see how long we've been going here. Cause I've been getting sidetracked and let's see hour and 15. No, we're not doing too bad here. Uh, Anush Fazenega, uh, just recently had a heart, uh, heart surgery. And, um, I think he had like some kind of a, a new valve. He had already had a heart surgery before, uh, on something, uh, uh, a problem that he had. And so this is the second one, but uh, apparently he put, uh, he posted that he was doing well and, you know, out of surgery and everything's going okay. He's now a cyborg, <laughs> but you know, let's see how old is Arnold now. Arnold Schwarzenegger, where are you? Come barely here and tell me how old you are, you motherfucker. Uh, where is the bastard? Jesus Christ, he's done everything. So there's a million things on here. We usually on uh, on uh, this cocksucker, it would tell you right at the top, you know how old he is. But you got uh, that he was uh, chairman of the President's Council of Physical Fitness and Sports for uh, George H. W. Bush. And for uh, President Bill Clinton, uh, <laughs> 73. So he's no spring chicken. And his middle name is uh, Arnold Alois. Would that be Alois? Alois? Because I think Dum Dum Dugan, isn't that his fucking uh, first name? Let me look up Dum Dum Dugan. From Nick Fury and the Agents of Shield or Howling Commandos, uh, dumb, dumb, do Gan. Oh, it's not Duggan, it's Dugan. Not like hacksaw. Arnold, you same age as dumb, dumb Dugan. I think I think his was Aloysius. Yes, Aloysius. Yeah, Timothy Aloysius. Cad Cad Wallader Dum Dum Duke, <laughs> and uh, that you know they they have the Dum Dum Duke is actually in the fucking uh, movies. He's played by Neil McDonough. But you know, recently uh, they said you know okay like Nick Fury, Nick Fury who was uh, Nick Fury who was in um, in the World War Two, and led the Howling Commandos in World War Two. Then Nick Fury, he gets the uh, this uh, fucking serum and he makes him so he can live forever as long as he keeps uh, taking this serum. Kind of like a super soldier serum, but not super soldier. It only affects, uh, you know, his aging process. But Nick Fury, he owns the LMD. They always use the LMD. <laughs> <laughs> the life, life model decoy but so anyway so that is how uh, Nick Fury has been, so, been around for so long in the modern times up until a point 
But they say, how can Nick Fury, he takes the Infinity Serum so he can stay young, but then they would still have a Dum Dum Dugan. And Dum Dum Dugan would still be with him even after World War II, and he would be in, um, in the shield with uh, Nick Fury. But they came up with a solution to that, uh, whereas um, uh, Aloysius Caldewaldo... <laughs> Dum Dum Dugan, they come out and the Nick Fury, someone killed one of the Watchers up on the moon and they come up and they say, who killed the Watcher? Somebody killed the Watcher. So and all he would do was watch, he could not interfere, even though he did interfere on several occasions when Galactus would come to eat the Earth. Um, but let's get off that. You guys don't want to hear about that. But Dum Dum Dugan, they figured out a way to explain uh, how Dum Dum Dugan um, how he could still be alive along with Nick Fury. And then they figured out a way to turn Nick Fury into Samuel Jackson. So that must have been another serum. Uh, Arnold. Did we, uh, quick run through of Arnold's stuff. Quick run through. Stay Hungry. I don't think I have seen that whole movie. I caught it on uh, this a couple times. Um, and that has uh, Sally Field and Jeff Bridges. And Arnold is in it too. And he was in the long, Arnold was in the long goodbye with Elliot Gould. And he had a small part in that. He's a bodybuilder. He's like a, a, a henchman. Henchman. And I used to watch Streets of San Francisco. And Arnold was in that at one time as Joseph Schmidt. In the movie, the episode is called Deadlift. <laughs> the villain was pretty good. Kirk Douglas was good in that. And Margaret had big tits. Uh, I didn't see Scavenger Hunt. Jane Mansfield, sorry, I saw that. Uh, and he played Mickey Hargate, who is Mariska Hargate's daddy. And he was like Mr. Universe and one of Mae West's, uh, you know, boy toy kind of guys on one of her shows. And I just farted. <laughs> Going in the Barbarians, a good movie. I like that movie. And Athosa Doom, that was a badass movie. And it was uh, very... Um, uh, adult themed that was 1982 god damn it seemed like it was before that but I was still very young I was in high school watching an Ogozi Kaun in the Barbarian uh, girl school don't call it love that's a video short um, Conan the Destroyer sucked ass I hate that movie was awful he was just trying to get out of his contract with Dino De Laurentiis trying to push him around make him make Conan the Destroyer and he was in the Red Sonia and Conan the Destroyer and Red Sonia if both of those had been made uh, by the same crew with the same cast and this and the same quality of script as Conan the Barbarian God that would have been so awesome but you got shit you know with both of those low budget garbage um, Terminator talked about that the last episode with uh uh linda hamilton and michael bain the best motor and the, the the lizard i don't like fucking uh gita <laughs> they could they could have picked somebody better than bridget nielsen to play red sonia she just she didn't have she was flat chested number one and she's not a fucking attractive well in red sonia she's flat-chested because she ended up getting huge fucking big boobies and then when she was in playboy she had big tits but she just didn't do nothing for me pat roach okay he was the uh ball-headed nazi with the big mustache that uh 
Indiana Jones had a punch out with on top of that airplane or down by the propellers and everything. He was a wrestler and a weightlifter and all that stuff. Um, but that movie sucked. Sandal Bergman, she was uh, she was kind of hot back then. That was before women that were in fitness uh, started taking Anavar or Andral or whatever the fuck it is, and uh, you know, starting to look you know like they do today. She had a more of a uh, feminine uh, phys- physicality, but I just didn't think Bridget Nielsen was. Blech. Number one, she wasn't worth shit. Number two, she wasn't worth the shit. That movie wasn't worth the shit. And Arnold, Arnold's in the movie, and he doesn't even play Conan. But then someone speculated that sometimes Conan would um, have like alias and uh, Cal Calidor. Calidor could have been maybe it was Conan. Um, and I saw that movie about um, Robert E. Howard. Maybe I need to go back and watch that again. It had, um, oh, what was that motherfucking fuckhead's name? Not a fuckhead. I like him. It was a guy that was on uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent that played Kingpin. Uh, played Robert E. Howard in a movie with uh, Lemon Face. And that's all code, so if you can figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, Lemon Face is Renee Zellweger. She's not Lemon Face anymore because she had she had fucking so much plastic surgery. She's like Jennifer Grey. You can't even fucking tell it's her. Huh. Sorry, huh. Commando was a good movie. Lots of killing. It's very uh, funny. Or, you know, like killing in a funny way, stupid way. He just fucking uh, piled up the the uh, the bodies. And the new Conan movie with Jason Momoa, I like that one. I, it reminded me a lot of uh, the comic books. And uh, I would like to, I, I remember, now Rose McGowan was in that, but she played like a witch. And um, um, she looked real creepy looking and everything. But um, they was there was a rumor at one time that she was going to play Red Sonia. Now, if it was her, like when she was in Scream and she was young and she had the titties and, you know, the nipples and all that. It might have been okay, but uh, yeah, eh, fucking Gita, no way, Bridget Nielsen. Every guy she ever fucking was married to said one day they would come home and like Mark Gastineau and Stallone, they would come home and the only thing that would be left in the house uh, like would be like a portable TV. She would like take everything and then never come back, which I would be like, see you later. She smoked a lot too, bleh. But I think she stopped smoking and she got off alcohol. She was uh, on Dr. Drew's show. And I, I believe they said that she kind of straightened her act out. So maybe the 12-step thing worked for her. Predator is a 10. That's a great movie. Raw Deal. Raw Deal was okay. It was kind of a cheapy movie and it's kind of funny. But it was not, it, it was good for like uh, a cult movie. But uh, like Predator is fucking good for like as any kind of movie. Running Man, that was a pretty good movie. I'm surprised they haven't ma- remade that one. They may have, and I just don't remember. Richard Dawson, and that one had, um, did that have Maria Conchita Alonso? Uh, Red Heat with the cocaine. Uh, anything with Arnold teaming up with Jim Belushi is good, which is that's the only fucking movie. I like Jim Belushi. He's, he's not just, uh, at first... I think people thought they were going to try and like pigeonhole him into being like John Belushi. Uh, and um, I think he was even in a T 
TV series called Animal House. And uh, he just decided to kind of go on his own and not try and be a comedian or anything. Now, of course, he did do the Blues Brothers like reunion thing and on stage and in a movie, I think. But, uh, you know, he's pretty much done his own thing and is just a you know dramatic actor. And he's he's not great, but he's not bad. I've seen some good movies that I passed up that were just like uh, maybe straight to VHS. And then I watched them and they were pretty fucking good. Uh, twins that was pretty funny Arnold can do comedy Total Recall was good I like that one and I like the uh, the new one which some people hated uh, Kindergarten Cop was funny it's not the Duma everybody says not the Duma when they say they say they have a headache and they say you got a headache and then somebody says uh, maybe it's a Duma and you say it's not the Duma uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day was f- great um Guns and Rose. Oh, that was because they made the a song um, uh, for Terminator Two. I guess Dave. I don't even know what that is. Dave. Oh, that was uh, the one with Kevin Klein and Zagorny Weaver and Franklin Jella, who. Uh, f- uh, well, they just said it in that one movie. Said he was hung like a horse. Uh, that was with him and Kaitel and uh, uh, men's men's club or something like that. Uh, Charles Grodin, he's a a god, a legend. Ving Rhames, Kevin Dunn, Franklin Jella, Ben Kingsley, Laura Linney. Hmm. I didn't see Dave. That's like a president kind of a deal, and blah blah blah. To avoid a potentially explosive scandal with the U.S. president, goes into a coma. An affable temp agency owner with an uncanny resemblance is put in his place. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. She doesn't she do it for me. <laughs> She's a good actress. She's, I'm just saying, like, as far as being attractive, uh, like, uh, I don't know. She's probably too uh, powerful a woman for me and independent. She would, uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. Um, how old is she? She's too old for me. I'm pretty sure she's old. Sig Norny. Sig Orny Weaver. I guarantee you she's she's older than me. Fuck, she's 71. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no way. No way, Sigourney. Don't even fucking call. Last Action Hero. I enjoyed that one. Everybody kind of hated that one. It got panned, but I liked what they were trying to do. Like what I just tried to do. Um, somebody said on a duck. True Lies, pretty good. It's funny. Uh, Junior. Eh, is that when he had a baby? That kind of grossed me out. Pregnancy is gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like fucking uh, uh the real version of uh alien eraser that wasn't bad it wasn't great jingle alive uh wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it i think my friend paid like between 60 and 100 dollars for that because uh, it was out of print and everything and then the next year at, ha- at christmas they put it out and it was like in a bargain bin for like a couple bucks a couple bucks End of Days, that wasn't bad. Mr. Freeze and Batman and Robin. That was sucked. Six, the Sixth Day is what I watched. I did not see, I don't think I saw. Yeah, I saw End of Days. That's when, uh, what's his name, was the devil. And he made, the had like a threesome with the mother, husband, and daughter or something. Or daughter and mother. But I don't know if he fucked the husband or not. He probably did. He's the devil. 
Devil's a low motherfucker, Jack. Okay, let's get off Arnold. I don't care about him. I do. I'm glad that he's okay. What's he What's he got coming up? Anything good? Uh, he's getting pretty old. He better. Oh, the legend of Conan. It's been announced. Legend of Conan. He probably play King Conan or he'll play Conan's dad. No, he plays Conan. 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 I don't know if you say Conan or Conan O'Brien says Conan. And I think Arnold says Conan. But we always said Conan. <laughs> Predator Hunting Ground. Oh, it's a video game. Mm. Fart noise. Okay. We'll be talking about Arnold here in just a minute. Anyway. Uh, Dick Tracy versus Q-Ball from 1946. This is a shorty. Uh, one of those movies that's only like an hour, a little over an hour long. But there's a bunch of them on YouTube. And they're all pretty entertaining. Um I'll be honest with you. I like these better than the Warren Beatty Dick Tracy with all the makeup and everything. Uh, Q-Ball is pretty good in this. I mean, he's a he's fucking mean son of a bitch. And, uh, for this being like a, based on a um, news, um, not comic. Well, I guess they were, you know, Dick Tracy comic books, but like a, a comic strip. And things like that. This one has some, uh, you know, like I said, Cue Ball's pretty a murder, a pretty uh, vicious motherfucker. Uh, Morgan Conway plays Dick. Uh, Ann Jeffries, I was going to say Pepper Potts, <laughs> Tess Trueheart. <laughs> they always have some stupid name for the for the chick. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> uh, Filthy Flora was played by Esther Howard. She was really good, Filthy Flora. Now, who played Cue Ball? He was a fucking bastard, man. Didn't take no shit. He was he was mean. Oh, he was like a he, he's now he played uh, cue ball in this and he was a fucking piece of shit. But then you would see him in other movies and he was like the guy that always played kind of a nice guy, which is cool. It means he's a fairly decent actor. I'm glad uh, you know back then they 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 kind of uh, you know cue ball would strangle fucking women and strangle men and he was ruthless. Cue ball. What's this say here about cue ball? Dick Tracy, he got a bulldog jaw. They have a little cartoon here which maybe says something about cue ball that I can read. Ooh, close, it didn't come up. How the fuck am I going to close it for? Some bitch. Ah, this computer's a piece of shit. I actually was looking at a computer the other day. It would probably make it so this was more entertaining or, you know, not as... Uh, frustrating uh, 1965 Space Probe Taurus I recommend this one um, I really enjoyed it I like these old science fiction movies from like the 50s and 60s where they just kind of even before you know uh, NASA and everything got really big and um, they just kind of uh, make it the science fiction up as they go along like L. Ron Hubbard kind of stuff <laughs> Without the Scientology. Um, this was written and directed by Leonard Katzman. And he probably, Leonard Katzman probably knew L. Ron Hubbard because all those science fiction writers used to um, hang out together and uh, pulp writers and they would get paid by, like, uh, I don't know if it was by the word. I think they got paid by the word. That's why L. Ron Hubbard's books would always be like, uh, you know, uh, 10 feet thick. Uh, Lawrence Leonard Katzman, he did a lot of TV stuff. Why am I even looking this guy up? I just want to see if he sucked L. Ron Hubbard's cockers. <laughs> He's probably like, L. Ron Hubbard was just as full of shit as all the rest of us. He wrote Dirty Sally. 
That sounds good. That sounds like uh, uh, Deep Inside Little or No, Little Oral Annie Takes Manhattan. That was a good one. Oh, that was for Rolf. He likes to, uh, he likes porn talk. Little Oral Annie. I wonder what ever happened to her. <laughs> Look her up. <laughs> She was like a bottomless pit, but you know what? The thing about her is, like, nowadays it wouldn't mean anything because, I mean, Christ, the stuff they do today. Like, back then, if you had one girl, or, like, say her and Linda Lovelace, she had, like, a couple people that, like, would do, like, a dude deep throat. It was, like, a big thing. Now, Jesus Christ, they deep throat a fucking, uh, you know, a log or a tree branch or a fucking uh, fire hose or something and then shove it up there. <laughs> Shove three of them up their ass. Yeah, things are ridiculous. But they really, one thing about porn is they really have uh, uh, tested the boundaries of uh, uh, the limits of what the body can receive. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, you know, the thing about that is, holy cannoli, when you got, okay, ah, I don't know. Is Sylvan Gold, I think Sylvan Gold is too, um, too, uh, pristine or whatever to go off into this direction about like double and triple penetration and you know my god i don't even want another person within like a mile of me another dude uh when i'm naked and having sex uh, let alone having you know my johnson and uh like three johnsons in one garage and it's a two-stall garage and another johnson in the other garage why would three be trying to cram into one stall if there's two stalls in the garage but now there's 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 another stall too and then you have a couple of um carports (laughs) i don't know i'm just not down with that group stuff dig it i mean two hot chicks three hot chicks 100 hot chicks i'll i would be tired but you know after like a minute <sighs> let's see here scarlet and uh who else you always think about you know when people say oh you know and uh somebody is or you try and like i was trying to make a point to one of my friends and i said well, it was like married or something and he said oh i've never cheat or whatever and i said oh you gotta tell me that or no that well one of them was racist the guy was like uh from uh, north carolina and he's the one that said to my face he goes you don't understand where i come from he said, having sex with a black woman would be like having sex with a dog. So Tim, you know, told me that. I mean, I would be embarrassed that I would be that fucking ignorant, stupid. But I said, you can't tell me. Now, this is when Tyra Banks was, you know, really big and on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and all this stuff. Or, you know, Rihanna or whoever. And I said, you can't tell me if Tyra Banks came in here right now and she had on like that bikini that she was in Sports Illustrated and she, you know, and he was like, no way, man, not me. He goes, that's like having sex with an animal. Now, do you believe that? And then you wonder why today the, with uh, all the stuff that's going on that all these people are, you know, people are surprised about people being racist and they're coming out of the closet. They're always there. They just fucking never don't say it. You know, the, like I said, you have a, a guy that's given them almost like uh, permission or carte blanche to say whatever they want. And they can say whatever they want. You know, in America, you have freedom of speech and everything. But holy shit, you know, goddamn, go back undercover because you're fucking repulsive. Because Tyra Banks, man, I'd have banged the fucking shit out of her. 
okay, Abel Ferrara. Uh, that was that was uh, uh, my talk about racism uh, for the show. Uh, Abel Ferrara. I watched a um, interview with him. I guess it's like a notorious interview with him on the Conan O'Brien show back. God, I think it was what was coming out at the time. Oh, uh, it was uh, the funeral with Christopher Walken, uh, Christopher Penn. And what's that jackass's name that said that? Uh, oh, he's not a jackass. Well, he's, he he is a jackass. Um, I can't think of his name though. It was in Buffalo '66, uh, and he's a good actor, but he's just fucking like a douche, and he's a fucking big Republican too. Uh, Vincent Gallo. Oh my God, he is he is a douche. And like I said, I've seen him in some movies, and like movies that he's made himself that were kind of low budget, but also in some, like, you know, the, the funeral, I thought he was good in that and everything, but man, you hear him talk and Oh my God, he loved fucking like George Bush and was all for the fucking war and all this shit. Uh, the funeral was a good movie. Uh, it's very, very nasty, kind of a nasty ass movie. It was like, it was like if they made the Godfather, but it was just, you know, like I said, kind of a, I guess more like a Irish, uh, mob, and um, I just remember Sean or Sean Penn, Chris Penn. Uh, that was when he was he had really started letting himself go and got real big. Isabella Rossellini, uh, Annabella Ciora. She always liked her. She's a, she's a good looking lady. Benicio del Toro. He was good in that. He looked like he was about fucking eighteen years old in the funeral. Uh, and I he reminded me of a guy that used to hang out at uh, my friend's place. And he was kind of friends with one of my friends who was very suspect and um, kind of sleazy. Uh, what do you want to say? Like um, a not someone their reputation wasn't that good, I guess. <laughs> That's the Benicio del Toro. There was a guy they used to hang out up there and he got arrested one time because this girl died uh, in this bar in like the, I don't know if it was the restroom or what. And she overdosed and he got arrested because he had given her something, but she had so many different kinds of pills in her that they couldn't prove that what he gave her was what killed her or something. And the guy's dad was always kind of a real scumbag and, um, not mafia, but more, but just, you know, kind of low life criminal kind of a person. Like one time they had a, a new girl, a new woman come in on the police department and uh, nobody knew her. I guess she was new, maybe out of the academy or something. So they had her dress up and go down to these local bars and stuff. And then after, I don't know if it was like one one weekend or something, they on the front page of the newspaper was this article about, you know, uh, uh, if you saw the new meter maid uh, that, that goes around writing tickets on uh, – you know, people that the meters have expired for their cars parked. Um, you may, she may look familiar. She went out and like all these guys that I knew's dads got busted for soliciting prostitution because they would go to these bars for like the older crowd. And that lady would go in there and, you know, she was pretending to be a hooker. And I guess, you know, they would bust all these guys. So you'd see like your friend's dad's name in the fucking paper for soliciting prostitution. You're like, oh, how's your mom doing? <laughs> so anyway, the funeral's a good movie. I like that one. April Ferrara. 
He's a weird dude. Well, when he was on Conan, or Conan, he, um, he's just so, you know, like, eh, yeah, what's going on? What's that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And Conan would say something about, I heard a story that you did this. Oh, where'd you hear that? Uh, yeah. And it was, he, it was like kind of interesting, but like, pulling teeth for Conan and then Conan's laughing just because he acted like such a, you know, he was slumped over in his chair with a cigarette and he was probably high as fuck. And they said right before they went on the air and he was supposed to come out, he took off down the hallway and left the building and they had to send like uh, one of the producers or something to go chase him down and bring him back. So he was probably fucked up big time. Uh, let's see. And then I watched another interview with Willem Dafoe, which happened like maybe 10 years after that one, because they were talking about um, the lighthouse and um, he was laughing and he brought up that interview because he's, I guess, had worked with Abel Furrow and was friends with him. And, and he actually did like a little impersonation of him, which was pretty funny. Fear City was really good. I love that movie with Billy D. Williams, Tom Berenger and, uh, Melanie Griffith. <laughs> it took me a second to get her into my head. Miss 45. Now that was a good one. And it was an interesting one. I think maybe we reviewed that on the show, but it surprised me because I had seen bad Lieutenant so many times and I did not realize, but I had not seen Miss 45. I had seen the, the picture of the nun with the, uh, you know, Colt 1911 45, uh, but never watched the movie. And then when I watched the movie, I think Loaf had said that the girl in Miss 45 was the redhead junkie in Bad Lieutenant that Harvey Keitel was doing uh, smoking crack with. Um, well, they may have been smoking heroin because they both acted like they were more dopey and out of it than, you know, crack. You're going to be fucking bouncing off the fucking walls. Uh... Abel Ferrara, was he... Oh, he directed a couple episodes of Miami Vice. I did not know that. I haven't watched any Miami Vice TV shows in so long. I don't know if they would hold up or not. Uh, I remember when the show was big, of course, we never missed it. And then my sister and I made fun of uh, Sonny Crockett and all his love life and how Tubbs was just kind of like a... You know, you would think they would try and make it more... Uh, equal as far as storylines go and everything. And Tubbs ended up being like Sonny Crockett's Robin to Batman. But, uh, and then they, uh, they would throw him a bone every once in a while and give him an episode about his love life. Or, uh, Don Johnson started singing when he was dating, uh, Barbra Streisand. And then of course, Tubbs tried to sing too. And you know, he's not a bad singer, but he just, he didn't get over Don Johnson. You know, I guess they just knew Don Johnson was the shit and he was the, you know, the main dude. Uh, let's see. Abel Ferrara TV movie, the gladiator. What was that about? Okay. That's Ken wall. I did not know that Abel Ferrara directed that fucking movie. Ken Wall, 1986. A road warrior vigilante avenges his brother's death at the hands of a crazy motorist by using a souped-up pickup to, pretend drunk, uh, to apprehend drunk drivers and others who abuse their driving privileges. Now I need to rewatch that. Nancy Allen, Jesus Christ. Man, was she good-looking. Woo, uh, Stan Shaw, I liked him. I need to go back and rewatch that one. I saw that one when I was a little kid, kid like on HBO or something, but... 
I was a big Ken Wall fan, but I don't really remember that much about it. It had Rick D's, the disco duck. <laughs> okay. So I need, I'm going to make a note of that. If I can find a pen, uh, I'll save it. I'll screenshot it or something. Crime story, uh, China girl. Don't remember that. Abel Ferrara. James Russo. I always liked him. I thought he should have done more. He would always just be in a movie and be good, but he was never, I don't ever remember him as like the main dude. David Caruso. Rambo sh- uh, stuck his knife in his butt cheek or something. Uh, I don't know anything about this one. Now I want to go back and watch these Abel Ferrara movies, but I wonder if these are movies where they let him, you know, his, do his own thing. Would they come off like Abel Ferrara movies or would they just come off like, you know, just make this movie and kind of, you know, it wouldn't be anything spatial. Modern day Romeo and Juliet story told in New York, uh, Italian boy and a Chinese girl. Yeah. Conflict between... Uh, is that James Russo? The one I'm, that's not who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking that kid looks like a cross between Marky Mark and, um, fucking Joe Piscopo. <laughs> and, uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Leonardo DiCaprio. Who am I thinking of? It's, um, Russo. That was in the, um, Johnny Depp movie. Johnny Depp. About the books, and it also had Big Cock uh, Frank Langella. Wonder if he has a big cock in real life, or if that's just a uh, that was just in that movie where I think it was Jennifer Jason Lee maybe said he was hung like a horse. Uh, let's see, what was that? Okay, Rum Diary. I really like that one. That's not it though. The Tourist. I remember that one got panned big time, but I didn't think it was as bad as what people said. What am I looking for? It was called like the eighth, the fifth something or the eighth something. Let me find it here. 21 Jump Street. I remember that on Fox when Fox Network first started up. We'd watch The Simpsons and all that shit. Ed Wood. Time to find Rapture. God damn it. Come on. Ninth Gate. Okay. What's this guy's name? Is that not James Russo too? I thought that's what his name was. James Russo. Is there two James fucking Russos? Because that's not the same fucking guy. There must be there must be two James Russos. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Go fuck yourself. Um back to Abel. Abel. I didn't think Abel Ferrara made that much stuff. I know uh, CDR was really, really likes him and knows how to do an impression of him and all that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Cat Chaser. I know King of New York, and I know Bad Lieutenant. Dangerous Game. I think that was Madonna and Harvey Keitel, and that was awful. Um, the Funeral. New Rose Hotel. I know that one. Go Go Tales, I know that one. That's the one where, uh, what's her name? French kisses that fucking Rottweiler and about made me fucking barf. Pasolini, I just watched that. 
there's a bunch of stuff in here that I have not seen. So I'm, I'm going to go back on Abel Ferrar and see if I can look up uh, maybe some of his stuff on um, probably more on Prime than I would ever be able to find it on Netflix. Netflix doesn't have shit. And uh, they make some average movies. Somebody watched Breaking Away from 1996 with, uh, and the, the selling point on this is it, it has Tanya Harding in it. Mira is a trusted courier for a drug, uh, drug lord, Anton. When she wants to retire, Anton plays or plans to make sure her retirement is very permanent, as in dead. While on her last drop, she learns of his big old horse cock. Uh, this has Terry Fruchante and Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Why does that sound familiar? Who is Joe Estevez? I've seen him in some stuff. I think. Eh, this is going to be a fucking... He's been in a million things, and I'm going to sit here and just fucking be a pain in the ass, so I'm not even going to look him up. I don't care. I don't care who he is. I just thought maybe he was related to... He kind of looks like uh, Martin Sheen. So I bet you he's some kind of a Sheen, isn't he? Joe Estevez. Oops. Yeah, I bet you five bucks he is a Sheen. Or not a Sheen. He's an Estevez, which is uh, Martin Emilio. He is the younger brother of Martin. Okay. I wonder if he ever doubled Martin. Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, Rene Estevez, and Ramon Estevez. Who is Rene Estevez, and is she hot? Could I? Uh, she's, yeah, about a year younger than me, so I could get her. But I don't know if she's hot, so I don't care. Was she in anything? TV series Anger Man, Renee Estevez. Renee, this show sucks to, uh, today. Renee Estevez. Oh, she isn't bad. Is she hot, though? Like, if I went to school with her, she wouldn't be too bad. But, uh,. That looks like Melissa Gilbert. Or uh yeah, Melissa Gilbert. Yeah, no, she's she's okay. She's somebody that would like me, but I would, you know, I don't know if I'd like you know. Eh. Amelia looks like shit. I look better than him. I look better than Charlie, too. <laughs> I look better hey, I look better than John Aston, too. I look better than Gomez. <laughs> Gomez Adams. Who else do I look better than? <laughs> This <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, Eric Roberts, I don't think I look better than him. He still has all his hair and everything. and He's not too bad looking guy. Bo Bridges, I look better than him. I kind of look better than Jeff Bridges now. Jeff Bridges looks like shit and he talks like he's got fucking no teeth and marbles in his mouth. Hmm. Let me scoot down here and see if I find anybody else. I like to, I like to think or like to look and see like if there's movie stars. You know, if I look better than that. I look better than Gene Hackman. <laughs> He's fucking 80 years old. Uh, nah, she's okay. She's okay. I mean, you know, if you went to like a little school with 40 people in it, like, or uh, I mean, 40 girls and 40 guys, she'd be all right. You know, she ain't bad. Nothing, not great. Was he in anything? Joe Estevez's first time on stage was at six years old. See, who cares? Tell me what he was in that was good. 
He is the uncle of Emilio. Char he should be embarrassed to be the uncle of Charlie Sheen. At least Emilio, he might be fat and have a goatee trying to cover up his fat neck and face, but he seems like a decent fella. <laughs> Father of Amanda Estevez and Casey Estevez. Amanda Estevez. Let's see here. Amanda. What she look like? What did he look like? She look like... Well, there's a bunch of them, and who knows which one is a, is a Sheen Estevez. God damn, that one's not bad looking. She could, they must have been at the prom. You know, when we went to the prom, they everybody wore like prom gowns. Now these girls go to the prom and they dress like they, you know, like uh, like a fucking porn star. I'm glad I don't have kids. I don't know who Tanya Harding plays in this, but let's see, Gina. Okay, eh, who cares? I don't even know if this ain't good. I didn't watch it. Somebody else watched it and posted it on the group. Bang, bang, you're dead. What's it rated? 4.7. Nah, I would watch the Tar Tanya Harding movie with Margot Robbie again. Uh, that was, I thought that was good. And she's hot. She has a, f like when she was in, uh, she didn't want to be naked I don't think in Wolf of Wall Street because she said she didn't think she had a good enough body um, she really doesn't have any boobs like if you watch if you see pictures of her and stuff she's almost flat chested and um, like in now of course they can do a lot with angles and stuff like that because I've and, and nobody's perfect and I'm not body shaming or anything I'm just saying Margot Robbie she's she has a very pretty face but she has kind of, like if I've seen pictures of her, um, you know, on the beach and stuff like that. And she kind of has like a wide, uh, not, she doesn't have like an hourglass figure or a small, you know, waist. She kind of has like a, a wider waist and everything. And she's still, like I said, she's still gorgeous. She's still pretty and everything, but, um, and I couldn't get her, but like in, when she played Harley Quinn, you know, she, she, looked hot as hell and in wolf of wall street you know i was like jesus christ that's the first thing i think i saw her in. i was like holy mo holy moly but i guess you know maybe if she was a little insecure or something about her body or something like that but you know she looked good to me Ugh, nom nom serious man again i said that last time rolf i think really liked it and somebody else said that you know i've watched it a couple times and i just don't think it's that great um and I've, I've tried, you know, if I've watched it twice and the first time I didn't really like it, I just thought it was okay. And then the second time I still have the same feeling. I'm not going to watch it a third time. If it was on TV or something, I might try and catch it. Uh, Color Out of Space. That's another one that I want to, uh, I need to get on there. I'm just waiting for it to be free, which is not fr free. But what I'm saying is like on Prime or Netflix, which you pay for, but not have to rent it. Um, so it'll be on there eventually. I'm, I'm curious about it. Uh, let's get to some of the shit I watched with Justin, the cinematocost. Uh, watched uh, 1991's The Boneyard. Now, this is going to be spatial for you guys because I very rarely watch or talk about horror movies. Uh, the Boneyard. Um, this was, again, part of Justin's 24-hour marathon. Um and it was fucking good. Like I said, I'm not the biggest horror fan, but this one was I had never seen before, and it was fucking, f it was entertaining as hell. It was written and directed by James uh, Cummins, 
And it stars Ed Nelson, Deborah Rose, Norman Fell, who was Mr. Roper on uh, Three's Company. It also has Phyllis Diller. And um, who else? Is there anybody else in it that was famous? But it was fucking hilarious. It was just a lot of fun. It was... Um, it's a horror movie, of course, but it it's done in a very entertaining, fun, and funny way. And we all enjoyed it. We, uh, you know, I, I thought the guys were joking when they said something about Phyllis Diller. And I don't know how the hell she is. She shows up. Uh, children turned into zombies wreak havoc in a coroner's building with just a burned out uh, psychic, an experienced cop, and, and uh, two coroners. Well, there was another cop, too, who was inexperienced. And he sucked. He wasn't worth a shit. Um, but the one lady that was in it, we, I think all kind of did say we found it refreshing because she was kind of like a sort of a cross between Clarice Starling and, um, Will Graham. She, she was like a profiler, but she also could like touch things and sort of close her eyes and envision what happened. But it wasn't like a Margot Robbie or a fucking Sigourney Weaver or, um, I was going to say Angel Lansbury because uh, I think somebody said she kind of looked like Angel Lansbury, but uh, she looked like a regular person. She was uh, kind of a heavier lady and um, but dressed, you know, like it would be like somebody that you saw at fucking Walmart or something or at a, at the grocery store or something like that. Just a normal fucking person. Um, but it was this was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure about um, since it was a horror uh, marathon if I was going to, you know, want to watch the stuff and everything, but like this one here, because it, it had so many laughs in it and we were busting out, just laughing our asses off at some of the shit that happens and the special effects and everything. It was really well done. It was fucking entertaining. The Boneyard from 1991. And it only got a 5.7 on IMDb, which is kind of ridiculous. I thought it was really good. Um, this one is a little bit more up my alley. It's, um, a horror movie, but it is, uh, more it's like luchador or wrestling based because you had uh, the stars were El Santo and the Blue Demon uh, who were big uh, legendary professional wrestlers luchadors in Mexico and down there they they made uh, El Santo Blue Demon and Mil Mascaris uh, were big heroes, like national heroes in Mexico. And the luchadors all wear um, wrestling masks, and they're really protective of it back then, where they would never be seen. Like Mil Mascaris, would, he would shower with his mask on and stuff like that. Nobody would ever see him with his mask off. Uh, these guys would be like dating movie stars down there and, you know, making movies and everything else. Um, it's pretty fun. Again, this one is, is much like the... Um, um, Boneyard, uh, made before that, of course. But, um, that's another thing that I, I thought was charming. It's more like an old school horror movie. Um, and almost had like a coffin Joe kind of a feel. And they had a character in it that was, that was, that kind of looked like coffin Joe, but you had, um, like a mad scientist and, um, he, is doing well you have his brother who was um the good kind of a good guy that is working with uh El Santo and Blue Blue Demon <laughs> Blue Demon and um um 
they're more almost like uh, they're wrestlers, and even in the movie they're wrestlers, but they're also almost like James Bondish kind of adventure or Doc Savage sort of kind of guys. If you ever watched uh, the new Hellboy movie at the beginning when he goes down to Mexico to find a guy and they have like a wrestling match and everything, that's sort of what it's like, except like I said, way more low budget. You you have uh, uh, several kind of famous monsters show up that are sort of like henchmen of uh, of the bad guy and everything. But it's just a lot of fun uh, watching El Santo battle like fucking Frankenstein and the werewolf and Dracula and shit like that. And it's, it's this was very entertaining. Uh, El Goro did a long uh, series of episodes on Talk Without Rhythm where he covered uh, just Lucha Libre movies, you know, one after the other. And uh, it's very interesting. I think I guest guest starred, <laughs> guest host on one of those. Uh, That's a long time ago. Uh, next thing we watched was um, from 1990. I bought a vampire motorcycle. Uh, and, of course, I love motorcycles. And uh, this one, again, was just a lot of fun. It's It was made in uh, England. And, um, but it was also another one. It was a horror movie, but just a lot of fun. Had a lot of funny as hell things in it. Um, somehow this motorcycle <laughs> gets involved with, uh, uh, another motorcycle gang and a vampire cult kind of a thing. And this blood drips down into the gas tank. So the motorcycle is actually possessed uh, and it's possessed, but it's also a vampire. And uh, the people that buy it don't know that. And then things, uh, hijinks ensues. But it was good. And this is another one, even if you don't like horror movies, like if you want to sit down with some friends and they didn't even like horror movies, this is just a lot of fun. So there was three in a row that were really good, that were just fun movies. Um now there was there was another one that we, I started watching, but I think I had to go to bed or something, and so I didn't finish it. And I can't remember what that one was. I don't know if I I may have put it down on here. I'll I'll look, but I think Rolf watched uh, the 2010 True Grit. Um, let me check the time here real quick. Yeah, we're at two, so we're getting ready to finish it up here uh, because I. My back is fucking starting to bug me. I'm fidgeting around here like crazy. Uh, True Grit with Jeff Bridges, uh, Matt Damon, and uh, Haley Steinfeld, who became a singer. I think she's still making movies, um, but she has songs and stuff, and I think she's pretty good. Josh Brolin is also in this. This is Phil, or Phil, (laughs) Phil, Phil Cohen. Why do I keep wanting to say Phil? Phil and Ethan Cohen. Phil and I'm thinking of somebody else. Ethan and Joel Cohen. Uh, written and directed this. Um, it's based on a novel, though. Uh, True Grit. Uh, Carl Portis. Um, it's done well. And I'm a big fan of... I was a big fan of John Wayne when I was a little kid. And we used to watch John Wayne all the time. And, of course, the John Wayne True Grit movie with him and Kim Darby and Glenn Campbell uh, is a you know legendary famous movie john wayne got an oscar for playing uh, rooster cogburn um again 
that one is very entertaining and it holds a place in my heart. And if I compared the two, I would still like the John Wayne version better. This one is done very well. Um, John Wayne was just so iconic as Rooster Cogburn for a, uh, probably a couple of generations of people that uh, seeing Jeff Bridges play the part and he, and he owns it. He plays his own rooster Cogburn and it may be, you know, John Wayne is more John Wayne, but he did, you know, he is playing rooster Cogburn and he you was know, a drunk guy and, you know, kind of a, I don't know how, but, but Bridges definitely makes it his own. But I I like uh, John Wayne's version better. I mean, his his actual character of Rooster Cogburn, I liked better. But I thought this was a really good movie, though. Uh, my brother and I, brother-in-law and I went to see this in the theater. And I don't think he liked it as much. Uh, he thought it would uh, be bitter. bitter. But I, I, you know, I haven't watched it. I've watched it a couple times. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. Even though it's, you know, oh my God, that was 10 years ago. Jesus Christ, time flies. Fuck duck. I uh, watched uh, 1996's Silent Trigger, which is on uh, Amazon Prime. And it's uh, directed by Russell Mulcahy, uh, written by Sergio Altieri. And uh, stars Dolph Lundgren, Gina Bellman, Conrad, Conrad Dunn. Uh, this sucks. It, um... I like Dolph. It's the guy that uh, directed it is the same guy that did Highlander and Resident Evil Extinction. What else did he do? Uh, what else did you direct, you fuck? But, you know, he, he did a shitload of music videos. That's what he's known for. And you can tell when you watch this. Um, the style of it is almost like when I was talking about uh, the Scott Glenn um, version of Man on Fire. It sort of has that same feel, that same style, the way he shoots it. It almost looks like a music video, you know, with a, they're in a fucking factory or in a, in a fucking skyscraper and the wind is blowing the 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 drapes around you know and slow motion this and that like you know kind of like john woo does the fucking slow motion fucking doves and stuff but it's stupid it's not very good the story is just fucking crappy the way they cut from the future you know uh, they cut have flashbacks and stuff like that and um just has they do the dumbest shit and uh there's parts of it that are just I mean, it's just not good. They gave it a 5.5. I give it a little bit less than that. And I like Dolph. Uh, this was when Dolph was young too. Um, and I think they were trying to, you know, kind of break him out after the, um, after the Rocky four movie. Uh, but like, you know, red scorpion is a hundred times better than this. I've watched Dolph straight to DVD Dolph movies uh, now that are way better than this. It just and it's not his fault. It's just done poorly, and I think the storyline is is shitty. And I think uh, they said something about like you know some altruistic uh, messages and things like that. And it was just you know give me a break, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the girl in this is very good looking, but every line she delivers is like this. I think we better go now. Take the shot. 
Who are you going to kill today? Do you want to make love to me? What size is that banana? Get me a head of lettuce from the grocery store. I've got to take a shit. Everything she says throughout the movie is like that whispering talk like this. And it's fucking, not only is it annoying, but I'm like, you are a horrible fucking actress. And I thought maybe she was like a model that they were just, you know, trying to give a, um, you know, push to like they did Cindy Crawford in the Billy Baldwin movie, which I can't remember what that was. Um, I don't even think I saw that. Uh, Cindy Crawford was hot back in the day, but uh, it's like the one um, people have watched here recently with uh, Antonio Banderas that had uh, Rebecca Romaine in it. Um, I think she is incredibly hot. Even now, like when she's on that series, The Librarians, she is very good looking. Uh, but she, and she was very good looking in that movie, but she was not a good actress back then. Um, what the heck was that movie called? Rebecca Romijan. They seem to have alluded, like on the Howard Stern show, that her and, um, at least he did, Stern did, that her and um, Stamos might have been like swingers. And that her and Stamos and Stern and his fucking uh, gold digger, uh, Beth, were in like a hot tub or something. And St- or Rebecca Romaine took her top off and shit. And he thought they were a femme fatale. Uh, that's Brian De Palma. But like I said, now she's gorgeous. And especially, I mean, back, back then she was very, you know, she was young, but, um, she, I just remember her not being a very good actress back then. She's better actress now. Uh, hell, she's only 47. Jesus Christ. She's that much younger than me. Motherfucker. But that's good because that means I could have got her at a certain point when I was an older guy. And now that I'm rich, but she's probably got all kind of money. Stamos is still good. Stamos is a vampire. I mean, he he doesn't even fucking age. He looks better than her. But yeah, she's. I think she's a very, you know, at, at 47, I think she's still a very good looking lady. But my God, when she was a model, wow. <laughs> what else? Okay, get off record. We're a big good <laughs> What's that? Zoophilia? Zerophilia. Isn't zoophilia like fucking a mutt? Uh, that's like, uh, what What was her name that uh, licked that dog's tongue? Uh, Go-Go Tails. She's got the tattoo. She was in Triple uh, X with uh, Vin Diesel. I cannot place her name. Go-Go Tails. Go-Go Tails was okay. It wasn't very good. Um, had Willem Dafoe in it. Bob Hoskins. And I thought I would like it a lot. I, well, it's, uh, of course, you know, Abel Ferrar, but uh, Asia Argento. She kind of got gross. And I can't remember. Uh, my name is, what was that fucking thing? She messed around with that boy. that, And they wrote the movie about the young West Virginia boy that was a truck stop prostitute when he was a kid. And I used to fuck it when I watched that movie. There was a documentary and then there was a movie with Laura Dern. And when I watched that movie, 
I kept talking in that voice and the guys, the boy had a name. He went by a certain name and let me find it here. It's driving me crazy. Jeremiah Terminator. What was it? Jeremiah Terminator. Fuck. Hurt. Uh, well, hurt, the hurt is a dis- deceitful above all things. Jeremiah Terminator. God damn it. Jeremiah Terminator Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. That was that was an interesting documentary. Of course, the movie. If you watch the documentary, you you uh, the the uh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Stewart plays J T Leroy. Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. Watch the documentary first um, if you. Um, want to find out about the story like i said the movie will only add to it uh but you want to you want to see the uh i never read the books there was two books and there was like a big scandal and everything about the whole thing you know here's this kid writing about like being a uh underage child prostitute and his mother was a prostitute and he did drugs and all this stuff and uh, he would hang out at uh, truck stops and was a, a lot lizard and everything. Yeah, that's a J.T. Leroy, Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. And the kid that plays, um, uh, he was in, it's uh, Sergeant Gutierrez's um, son from Chips <laughs> that plays uh, Captain Kirk. I think he was in it too. JT, Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. That was, I think Loaf was on the fucking show when I was always talking about that. Because I got fascinated by it. I'm surprised I didn't buy the books and read them to find out more. James Franco was originally cast to play Jeffrey Noop. What else going on here with JT? The film adaptation of J.T. Leroy's novel is actually the heart is a deceitful thing, or is a deceitful above all things. Uh, the character of Eva, played by Diane Kruger, is based upon actress Asia Argento. Helena Bonham Carter was originally cast to play Laura Albert. Now that would have been good. That would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Laura Dern was good, too. She's always good. Uh, Peanut from uh, whatchamacallit. The best, well, I don't know if I would say Kristen Stewart. I liked her in that movie about, like, the fucking amusement park when she was young. And uh, that was the first thing I think I saw her in. And she was good in that uh, private shopper or whatever it was. And she was okay in Seaburg. That was That was okay. Let's see. Inside Lewin Davis. Rolf watched that. I love that movie. I could watch it over and over. I actually have the soundtrack and listen to the songs. And uh, um, I think Oscar Isaac was excellent in that. Um, I, lo- I love the concept of him being this folk singer and they sing all these, you know, song, beautiful songs and everything. But But his character is a fucking total shit you know if you listen to his records it would be like if you were listening to uh 
fucking John Denver or something like that. And he's ready. You fill up my senses like a night in a forest. But you find out he's the biggest fucking piece of shit on the planet Earth. So I thought that was kind of a funny way of going about it. And I love the the um, the subject matter because I went and looked up like all these people that like, okay, Lewin Davis, the, the music was this other guy's music. But by all accounts, that guy was one of the nicest guys you'd ever want. They just used his music. So he's not, shouldn't be confused with actual Lewin Davis, who was, you know, fucking kind of a piece of shit. Um, And then, uh, like, I thought, um, oh, what's his name? Justin Timberlake was excellent in this. Carrie Mulligan was was just fantastic. Um, Outer Space. Space. Uh, <laughs> please, Mr. Kennedy, I don't want to go. <laughs> that was, I mean, just the songs and everything. They, they, you know, and then they had, um, oh, every, every sing, singer and, and all the people in this were based on like real people like Johnny Five and, uh, and then John Goodman's character, Roland Turner. I looked that guy up. They have actually have a documentary about the guy that his character was based on. Uh, Johnny Five. I think Johnny Five was based on the guy that, um, see, I was reading or watching all those and reading all that stuff about the beat um, writers and shit. And off the top of my head, Johnny Five. Um, Jack. Kerouac. And I said to him, you know, here comes Kerouac. Let's see. It was, um, Johnny Five was based on, um, oh, God damn it. It was Kerouac's best friend. They were fucking the girl together and having threesomes and, uh, Neil Cassidy. Yeah. And, uh, then you had Ginsburg was in there and everything, but not in Lewin Davis. Um, but I think Johnny Five's character was based on Neil Cassidy, I believe. And um, but all those, all that beats um, stuff. Again, I would much rather watch all the documentaries, the documentaries about Kerouac, which I have that one, whatever happened to Kerouac, and I've watched it about a hundred times. Um, about uh, Allen Ginsberg, about. Um, uh, Herbert Hunky, uh, Lucian Carr, which there was a good, pretty good movie about him and what happened to him. Uh, well, the story of it and everything. What the heck was that movie called? Um, he was hanging around with all those guys and then he got into uh, some trouble with the law. And um, the guy that played in... Mandalorian, I think, was the guy that played Lucian Carr, I believe. William S. Burroughs. There's some good documentaries about him. He was a very interesting character. Not a character. Well, he was a character, but in real life, too. And, um, uh, yeah, Dean DeHaan. Killing Your Dar- Kill Your Darlings. That's a 2013 film. And he play. Let's see. And um, what's his name? Plays Ginsburg. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Ben Foster in that plays. Um, 
I just said the fucking William S. Burroughs, and he was really good as William S. Burroughs. Um, Jack Houston as Kerouac. Michael C. Hall, David Camerara. Okay, he was a very important person in that story. Uh, but like I said, the most of the um, movies that I have, like uh, biopics and movies about these guys, aren't as interesting to me. Some of them are good, but they aren't as interesting to me as the documentaries where they, because th- these guys were actually around most of them and they have, you know, a lot of footage and stuff of them talking. Edie Parker. She's a very, she was a, in, in that, uh, whatever happened to Kerouac documentary, she's pretty interesting. And, you know, it's just like, you know, you're, you're, you're getting interviews with these people when they are say in their sixties, uh, fifties, sixties, or, you know, something like that, or sixties or seventies or whatever. And they're talking about when they were like in their twenties and it's kind of cool because, you know, you see this woman talking and she's, um, she's, um, you know, probably like as old as your mother or your grandmother or something. And she's talking about when they, and they show photographs and stuff of like when her and Kerouac were at Coney Island or something. And she says the first time she met him, she ate like six hot sauerkraut, hot dogs and everything. And it's just kind of fun. Cause it also takes you back to when you were, you know, younger and, and the stuff that you did and, you know, people you knew and your little crew and group of friends, whether they're close friends or, or, you know, people that you just knew and hung around and this and that. Uh, Kira Sedgwick. Who else is in this? This is a pretty good cast. Anyway, but that's one to check out. There was another one um, that I was going to bring up that uh, uh, I think that Dean uh, Dean DeHaan, did, I'm thinking he played uh, in a movie that I watched. He played uh, James Dean in one, and it had the guy, oh. what's his face? Robert Pattison. It's called Life. Dean DeHaan stars as James Dean in a drama Life opposite Robert Pattison, uh, who played uh, photographer Dennis Stock, who kind of uh, at one time was hanging around with James Dean when he was coming up and you know becoming really famous and everything. That was pretty. But neither one of those is like a great movie, but they're, you know, it's they're interesting to watch, especially if you get into, like I said, the beat and stuff like that. Uh, poets and, and uh, you know, them living in France or living over here and, you know, all the different things, you know, that they did and everything. Um, what's her name? What's the chick's name? Kara Delevingne. I can't make up my mind about her. She looks like she should have like a French accent or something or an Eastern European accent. But then when she talks, she's just like an American. And she kind of, she's a model. Well, she, of course, she started out as a model. She's real, she's real tall and skinny. Like in the in the Mandalorian... Is it Mandalorian? Is that what I'm fucking, I keep, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Mandalorian is the fucking uh, Star Wars uh, show about Boba Fett that I have not watched yet. But uh, Valerian uh, is Luke Besson. And um, I'm sure if he would have made this uh, 15 years before, Mila Jovovich would have been playing the Cara Delvigne uh, role not saying that he's fucking her or anything but he was fucking Mila Jovovich and I think he was fucking her before she was old enough to be fucked by a adult man <laughs> I think uh, she was pretty young when they were they got married personal life 
their marriage ended in 1997 when Besson became involved with actress Mila Jovovich. Now, who was he before, with before that? Oh, it was just uh, somebody I don't know. Uh, he married with, during the filming of Fifth Element. He married, oh, she was 22 uh, on the 14th of December. But I remember her or somebody talking about, maybe it was when she was modeling, that she was like uh, messing around or, you know, with, of course she was, a, you know, a model and became a famous model. And I think she was messing around with some older dudes when she was underage. Not like a little kid, but, you know, like in the probably 15, 16 or something like that. I can't remember, but... She said that, um, you know, she knew, she said something about she knew what she was doing and she didn't regret it or something or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know, that's like the baby, uh, the baby, um, oh, what do you call them? Groupies having sex with like Iggy Pop and David Bowie and, you know, all these guys. Um, you know, yeah, they can sit back and say, oh, I don't have any regrets about doing this or doing that. But that's why. They have those laws because you're not old enough to make that kind of a decision, you know, whatever. Especially when the dudes are older dudes. If they were like 20 years old and you're maybe, who knows, like 16 or something like that. But, you know, when you're talking about mid-30s to 40 years old or, you know, some of these guys are even older than that. Like the um, Louis C.K. movie that didn't get put out where uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is Louis C.K.'s daughter and she's, falls for uh i think john malkovich who's like 70 some 70 year old director and you know so i don't know but let's see here i think that might be all we have to talk about because like i said oh oh terminator dark fate uh from 2019 this is on prime and i i thought it was great i i would have never if this wouldn't have been on prime i would have caught up to it eventually because but the last couple of terminator movies i didn't think were that good and uh i'm glad i sat down and watched this i thought it was really good i thought the action was excellent in it i thought the uh, one chick that plays a uh, mackenzie davis that plays grace uh who is kind of like a cyborg oh well maybe i shouldn't give stuff away but she was really good and i liked the her casting i think she's an attractive lady but again not like in the one uh where they did the um the one Terminator, you know, I can't remember what that actress's name is, but she was a model and she was, you know, she was hot model kind of chick. This, this, uh, Mackenzie Davis has more like, you know, uh, like I said, she's attractive, but more of just like a, a natural athletic woman. And they're not playing up that she is this, you know, gorgeous beauty. Like if they had, like I said, like a Cindy Crawford is a, you know, a Terminator or somebody like that. She looks more like a, um, a swimmer uh, build or, uh, you know, like a track and field or somebody like that. Or, you know, maybe a woman that's in the military or something. Um, which I, so, so I, I don't know, she might be a, you know, she might be a model. I don't know. But like I said, they didn't, they didn't play it up just for her looks. And I, I, I just, what I'm saying is I kind of like that, that she was more, you know, just a badass motherfucker, <laughs> five foot 10. Let's see. Uh, mini bio. She studied acting. They're after discovered by, yeah, just acting uh, from what I can tell. 
Um, I was just thinking, you know, as tall as she is, maybe she was a model at one time. And maybe she was. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought she was excellent. She kicked fucking ass. Um, went through this fucking movie more, maybe like three quarters of it. And I literally forgot that this one person was in it. Not because they showed him, they just hadn't been in it. And I forgot about it and it was still good. If it And I also like um, um, Gabriel Luna uh, plays the, ter- the Terminator. And I thought he was really good. And I kind of liked the fact that they got away from, which they did that with um, the T-2000 with uh, Robert Patrick. He wasn't like a big Arnold bodybuilding guy. The only one was like, well, they had Arnold and then they had uh, Franco Colombo was in, I think, the the first one or second one. He just had a bit part where he shows up in the human's little thing and takes the cloak off and he's got like a minigun and starts shooting him. He was kind of big and muscular, but um, I thought that Gabriel Luna was good. The only thing that I didn't understand in that was why he kept changing back to what Gabriel Luna looks like. I could see it the first part because he did it for, became a lookalike for that guy for for Gabriel um, for a reason. But then after that, he would change to look like other people, but still keep changing back to Gabriel where he could have, you know, just going from one to the next to the next. Why change back to that original guy? I, I figure, you know, well, first of all, they hired the actor, but not only that, it gives you more of a reference point. You can remember who the fuck he is and everything. Uh, but I thought this was I thought this was excellent beginning to end. The only thing that I and I thought Linda Hamilton was was really good in this. But I even said this on the group, man, she should have laid off the cigarettes a long time ago because everything she says sounds like this. She talks like this through the whole movie. And I know that she's an older lady. But just because you're an older lady, I work with women that were her age and they don't sound like that. <laughs> I said, Jesus Christ, you sound like fucking Dick the Bruiser. Her voice, and it's uh, I'm sure it's from, you know, just smoking, smoking, smoking constantly. But her voice, oh, and, and I should say this. Um, I think Miley Cyrus or something, I heard her voice. And I thought, God damn, man, she should lay off the weed or cigarettes or whatever. And I think she said something about having a problem, actual physical problem with her throat or something as far that could affect her singing. Uh, I can't remember what it was. And that's the same with Linda Hamilton. I hate to say that and like make fun of her voice and then find out that she had fucking like throat cancer or something. But her voice sounds like it sounds almost like a woman that has been taking like a lot of steroids you know the ones that talk like this mark and you know china and the wwf and they would say you know triple h screwed around on me with stephanie mcmahon and they all start having this voice like like luna vachon she said something about getting chopped uh wrestling and getting chopped in the chest and getting hit in the throat and it affects your voice. I'm like, no, you're fucking doing the, the fucking juice because I saw Luna when she first started uh, and then how her body did change, but she had that voice and she talked like this all the time. <laughs> 
But you know what? No matter how attractive somebody is, it's like um, whether it's Kristen Stewart, and I'm trying to think of, uh, I think um, Demi Moore kind of had that, and then uh, the little chick that was in Escape from Ghost Mountain that when she got older, they kind of, uh, like say when they were in junior high and they started smoking and they had just like a, like to me more definitely had like that little bit of a raspy voice when they were young and it sounded cool. But then once it goes so far, then they start talking Linda Hamilton. They call you Carl. I'm never going to call you Carl. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> So anyway, uh, the last thing, I, I think this is the last one I'm going to talk about. And then I'm going to get off here or I am actually going to start fucking uh, having problems with my throat. I'm very, I have a frog in my throat right now. It's God striking me down for making fun of Linda Hamilton. Justin Oberholzer, get over here and stick your tongue down my throat, you motherfucker. <laughs> Sounds like fucking the devil in uh, The Exorcist. Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> Um, I watched Gemini Man, uh, directed by, I did not know until just now that Ang Lee directed that. Um, directed by Ang Lee uh, from the screenplay by David uh, Benoit um, and Billy Ray. Anyway, uh, this stars Will Smith, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I find very attractive. Uh, and th- again, she's another one that, now, of course, like in um, Death Proof, where she was the cheerleader. Oh my God. Yeah. She was just gorgeous and everything. And I really liked her in Scott Pilgrim. Um, but she's another one that they don't, she's very pretty, but they don't play up like a model kind of a thing and put all kind of makeup on her and everything. I've seen her in like uh, that Cloverfield movie in this one and, and in several other ones where it doesn't look like she has a lot of makeup on or anything. And her hair is just kind of like natural and everything. But she's still a good-looking lady. It's like I said, it's not like model Rebecca Romaine or Cindy Crawford or somebody in this role. Um, but again, I like that she looks like a regular person. Uh, and I didn't know Clive Owen is in this, and he's one of my favorites. This was really good. Um, Will Smith. Now, I did like him in the Omega Man remake. Uh, which was a remake of the goddamn fucking Vincent Price. <laughs> so I shouldn't say Omega Man remake because Omega Man was a remake of um, da 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 You know what I'm saying. I Am Legend. Um, I like the I Am Legend. Uh, Will Smith, I, it just depends on what he's in. I've seen him in some stuff. I liked him in that one superhero movie uh, where he was kind of uh, a bum. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I thought he was good in Men in Black, but, you know, just playing that kind of Will Smith comedy funny role. Um, hmm. Actor Will Smith. Um, But anyway, let's get back to uh, Gemini Man because I don't want to be on here too much longer. Um, I thought it was really good. Again, this this is like the Terminator movie i had a chance to watch this a couple times of course it was in the theater and everything and then i think my friend rented it one time but i'm just not the world's biggest will smith fan and i was like okay i don't know if i want to watch a will smith fucking movie but this was good lots of really good action in it um i knew the concept and i knew the gimmick 
Um, but I like the story in it and everything. It's like something that I feel like maybe I have seen before, uh, whether it's a time travel thing or something like that. Uh, but I still thought it was done well. And I thought Will Smith did a good job. Uh, and again, like I said, the action in it was was really good. I mean, it was uh, this one and Terminator um, Dark Fate. I watched back to back. And usually here lately, I mean, you know, I'll put a movie in and I'm sitting there with my fucking iPad, fucking, you know, surfing on Facebook or Amazon or something, shopping or something like that. And both of these, you know, the action and stuff was done so well and it kept the movie rolling that I didn't, I wanted to watch and, you know, pay attention. And I wasn't looking at my watch saying, how much longer do I have to go? These were both done, you know, really good action movies. Um, that's about it. I shit. God damn it. We got questions. I almost forgot. Two thirty-nine. Let's get through these fucking questions because I need to get off here. My ass is killing me. Okay, silver and gold. It's silver and gold. Got the body of a twenty-year-old. Got the body of a twenty-year-old. It's silver and gold. Angel is a centiphold. Come on, god damn it. Sylvan Gold webpage. God damn, I, I don't know if the internet is the internet down. If I want it to scroll down now, daddy o It is gold. Let's see. God damn it, we may have to talk. See, it's, I don't know if. No, I'm gonna. No, it looks like it's up. Internet looks like it's up. What the fuck won't this, uh. Maybe Facebook's fucked up. Hmm. I was looking at my, my router and my modem, and everything looks five by five. By God. It's silver gold. Let me. Well, I'll just lean my chair back here so I can get a little more comfortable. Maybe we'll just go and talk about porn. <laughs> that sucks because people fucking I think sending questions. I I'm going to face Facebook. Let's see this good gentleman's guide and see if that'll scroll down. There might be something wrong with fucking Facebook. Maybe I'll reboot uh, my iPad here real quick. I don't think that's what it is. I mean, but you guys ask questions, so I want to answer. Let's see if we can come up with some questions of our own now. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Talked about him already. I'm just waiting for my iPad to come back up. Angel is a cinephile. Audrey Hollander. She's a porn star. She's a um you know some of these people, some of these people that do like porn and they do that like extreme insertion. I mean, even if you're young, I I know, I mean like women can have babies and stuff like that, but you know, even a woman once they have a baby a lot of times when they start getting older, they uh, start having problems with incontinence and stuff like that. What? You're going to you know, say you're like 
between 19 and 26 years old and you've stuck baseball bats up your butthole and four dicks and in, in you know in your vag and everything would you want to be walking around with a fucking uh diaper on you know let's see silver and gold get the buddy of a 20 year old let's see if it, okay now it's scrolling down i don't know what the fuck the deal was there daddy-o I'm not going to get sidetracked with other stuff. I'm just scroll down to the questions. Goddamn, 25. The other day there was there was like one. <laughs> okay, and I haven't looked at these yet. I heard about the new Darth uh, Vader comics. That's from Tim. I was reading on a regular basis. I had a subscription to Marvel's Darth Vader comics, and I thought they were pretty good. I haven't gotten it ran out. I was getting still getting Doctor Afra, and she was directly connected to Darth Vader for a while, which was really good. Um, I haven't read any of the newer ones lately, but as far as I'm concerned, all the that I had read, all the Marvel comic uh, Star Wars comics that I have read were all good. Um, I need to get back into. I'm, I'm still getting Doctor Afra. I think I got like 12 issues of that, you know, subscribed. But like Darth Vader and they had Lando Calrissian and uh, the Poe Dameron uh, uh, Star Wars comic was really good. I didn't read any of the Dark Horse Star Wars comics. Dark Horse had the rights to Star Wars comics for a long time and they put out a lot of stuff. And I think those were, there was a lot of those that were not, um, that, that didn't have like the regular didn't have Luke, didn't have Vader. Uh, I don't think, I think there were, they, they created their own stories, I think. Uh, but I would, I, I, you know, I, we can get on dark horse, uh, their, um, their, um, web comics and probably have access to just about all that stuff. Cause I know right before digital comics started up big time, um, like if you went to things from another world or something like that, they had a lot of those cause that's when, um, uh, dark horse was getting out of the, lost the rights or sold the rights or whatever to the star Wars comics and Marvel hadn't started them back up, but there was a shitload of star Wars dark horse comics and they were pretty cheap. So I, I actually was thinking, man, I would like to go back and read some of those. Hopefully they would be good. Um, what's this here? What the fuck? Also on Hong Kong movie group, someone said, I don't see a problem. What's this? <laughs> Raped by an angel for the rapist union. Let's see what this is a boot. This is also from Tim. I'm trying to look through bifocals here. CIA agent turned HIV positive sexual predator, Daniel. Uh, let me hang on. I'm scoot back here and it's not enough light. And my microphone's getting in the way. Okay. Goddamn, I need to go get my eyes checked because I take, my, take those bifocals off and I can fucking see up close. Uh, CIA agent turned HIV positive sexual predator, Daniel. Uh, uses his wealth and collection of high-tech gadgets to prey on unsuspecting women. After arranging for the prison breakout of a notorious rapist, rain killer, uh, Chan Kok Wan, and twin Mun rapist, uh, Daniel invites the men to ravage the two women he has chained in his basement. 
and that was release date uh, 2020 or uh, October 13, 2020, and raped by an angel for the rapist union, and that's a Blu-ray from 1999, the remastered edition. I have not seen any of these um, rapey. Um, what are they? Are those the ones that are considered pinky movies or whatever? Um, I know when we went to Horror Hound the one year. Uh, of course, when you go to Horror Hound, there there were some guys there that had like tables set up with just all kinds of. Um, DVDs, of course, they were all pirated, and there was a whole shitload of those pinky, um, you know, roughy kind of movies like that from Japan. Um, this one is 192. Let's see, H oh, in Hong Kong, 192, whatever their rate of exchange is, but it's uh, USD is $24.30. Um, no, I have not seen this one. And there was that other one that were like the older, um, it was like a guy was a samurai, but he was a cop. And I can't remember what that one was called, but he would like interrogate women and he would like rape and torture him to interrogate him. Um, was that Hanzo the Razor? (laughs) I can't remember that. That was like one that just because it was an older movie and it's kind of famous, I thought about watching and, you know, um, that's one that's not, I, I mean, it's not hard to find. I just didn't want to buy it. Uh, I haven't seen any of those and I think there were several of those. No, I have not seen this one. And I know what you're saying when you say what the fuck, but you know, I haven't seen it. Um, I would watch it. Um, you know, I don't know. Let's see. Brian says, I know you're not a big horror fan, uh, Zom, but which ones do you like? You know, I like, like, the exorcist and, um, the uh, the omen I liked uh, omen one and I liked the final conflict I liked like um, some of the practical effect ones like the howling and uh, wolfen which wolfen really wasn't as much practical effects they were just like regular wolves and I like the old um, horror movies you know the mummy and um, Dracula and Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein and I liked Hammer Horror. Um, the ones that I don't really like that much, which I do like, um, the original Halloween, I don't like I, when everything be- started becoming the slasher stuff. I definitely don't like, like, um, uh, I didn't see, I spit on your grave, but I saw the remake and I didn't like that when we're just talking about that, uh, rape, uh, Japanese rape movie, but I spit on your grave, man. It was that first part where the in the the uh, remake where they were raping the girl and stuff it just turned me off so much. i mean i was just like fuck i don't want to i just don't want to watch this and everybody and my friend was like oh you should have watched it because the girl gets her i said i know the story i know she's going to get revenge and everything but i just didn't give a fuck i was like it was just so awful i was like ugh um i like the old ones um like so i was just talking about on the show the well, these weren't super old. They were like from the 90s, but some of those funny ones like we were watching that are almost like a maximum overdrive kind of a deal. And um, The Shining, I thought that was really good. Uh, maybe I've seen more horror. That, but like I said, just the ones like uh, August Underground and stuff like that. Or stuff that's just gore. Like that one movie, uh, uh, 
What's the one with Eastman where he eats his own guts? <laughs> now, that one wasn't that bad. It's just that I, th- and I thought it was funny. But when they go over the top uh, with some of that stuff with, like, the slasher stuff and things like that. Uh, also, I do like, if they're just done well, uh, like ghost movies. I liked House on Haunted Hill, the original one. I've seen some of the remakes with some of these. Uh, which just weren't as good, but like the 1950s and 60s uh, horror movies. And I like, again, uh, well, it's probably more sci-fi, the ones that are like uh, outer space alien ones uh, that are from the 50s. The Thing, uh, Alien, Aliens, uh, (laughs) Godzilla, if you consider that horror, which I think at one time they probably did. Um, But... Again, I just don't go out of my way looking for horror movies, but I have seen, you know, The Fog. I thought The Fog was really good. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that... I probably, again, I probably have seen more than I th- I think I have just over the years. Um, but, like, um, Friday the 13th and all those Friday the 13th movies didn't really do anything for me. Um, Texas Chainsaw, the original... Yeah, I've watched that one a few times, and it's good for what it is. Uh, I like the one with Jessica Biel just because she was fucking hot. Um, I don't know. I, it's just not my. It's like it's like Giallo, Giallo and uh, horror are just two of mine that are, you know. I know some of our friends that that horror is like their main thing, and they watch that just you know, and they watch everything. Uh, Cujo, that was disturbing to me. I, I love animals, but it just, it was like so claustrophobic and it just made me mad that, you know, you put yourself in the place of those people in that fucking hot car and the kids fucking sick and everything. And the goddamn dog just won't go away. Uh, which I guess that's what it's supposed to do. But anyway, um, some of the seance movies and weird movies like that with like cults, um, Race with the Devil, I like that. Um, Rosemary's Baby, I thought that was great. Um, let's see, so let's move on here. Dolph or JCVD, that's from Rolf. Um, hmm. That's hard to choose. Let's see. I think that I have grown to really like Dolph in the later years whereas Jean-Claude has has been good pretty much from when he started till even now I really like some of his new stuff uh like the movie JCVD and um um when he was in Expendables and also um some of the straight to DVD ones he has done um, where he's like, you know, just like an older guy. Um, I've seen a bunch of them. We've reviewed them on the show. So probably Jean-Claude. I've had more success with him, but I like them both. Prob- uh, I was going to say probably, but Dolph, I really liked Dolph in Red Scorpion. That was when he was young. Um, but then most of the stuff that I like him in is when he's older. Um, as I watched a shit ton of movies lately, what's your opinion of Scott Adkins? I love Scott Adkins. Um, who the, uh, universal soldier, 
movie uh, with him and Dolph I thought was excellent um, then he's done those ones with Luis uh, Mandalore the collection movies but Scott Adkins um, can I, I, I like him he's done some funny movies he's done some movies where he doesn't even do karate um, again he was really good in when he was in Expendables as uh, as uh, Jean-Claude's kind of second in command um let me look here real quick got the uh as yuri boyka um in undisputed the um second and third undisputed movies um he was good in doctor strange but that was a bit part and you know he wasn't that you know big of a factor in that one uh, of course, he's been a stuntman and a bunch of shit. Um, let me see if I can find a scroll down here. This goddamn computer is a piece of fucking shit. If you see what I'm saying, Boyka says this fucker is a piece of shit. Uh, hard Target 2. I saw that. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. Wolf Warrior. I really like that one. That's the one that's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Chinese propaganda. But, you know, it's still good. Um Okay, Born Ultimatum, he was good in that. The Shepherd was pretty good. Uh, that was Jean-Claude. Of course, he was like a baddie in that one. Uh, most of the stuff that he has done with Van Damme has been good. Um, Undisputed Redemption, I didn't like that one that much. I like the one, okay, the, the second one, um, let me think. Okay, the first one was Ving Rhames and... Wesley Snipes. The second one was Michael. Uh, well, fuck. What's his name? Undisputed two. Michael Jai White. Okay, and that was really good. That was when Boyka was the the heel, but he was still like you know one of the you know besides Michael Jai White. And then the um, the next one with Scott Adkins, he was still Boyka, but he was the baby face. He was the good, the good guy. And then I think they did another one, and I, or maybe that was the third one, where it was like Boyka was like redemption, uh, and it kind of uh, maybe was a little too preachy for me, I think, maybe. Um Let's see what was another one ninja ninja and the uh, ninja um, sequel were, were good um, assassination games was pretty good El Gringo I didn't like that one that much uh, somebody else watched that one and they thought it was really good um, it was kind of tongue-in-cheeky kind of a deal uh, day universal soldier day of reckoning was great okay it was ninja and ninja shadow of uh, a tear Oh, what else we got here? Wolf Warrior, I already said that one. Close Range. And I saw that one. I don't remember that much about it. Uh, Jarhead 3, I saw that. It was okay. One, you know, like I said, another one that wasn't like really anything that I remember. Hard Target 2, again, another one. He's good in it, but just not, you know, straight to DVD. Not, not great. 
Savage Dog. Like some of these, like I said, I've seen them. I've because I really like Scott Adkins. Now, like I said, Debt Collector. I thought that was really good. It, they, uh, him and uh, Luis Mandalore, make a good team. Um, but again, it just depends on who is um, making the movie because he's usually good. And of course he can do all the physical stuff, but you know, some of the movies, it's like Dolph. Some of them are just average and you know, they're worth the watch to watch one time, but they're not memorable fart. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's move on here. Uh, Scott Adkins, any movie you've ever watched, no matter how much any movie you'd never ever watch, no matter how much money you were offered, I would watch anything. Uh, you know, um, I remember when, uh, I don't know if it was that Daniel Pearl or who it was, the guy actually, the Taliban, you know, video recorded them cutting his head off. And I refused to watch that. My friends, some of my friends watched it and said, oh, you know, and I was like, I, I just don't want to see it, you know. Uh, irreversible, I would I would never watch again. Um you know, if somebody, of course, paid me fucking lots of money, I'd watch, you know, I watched two girls, one fucking cup. I don't know. Um, but um, I don't think there's anything that I would refuse. Even Wahlberg. I've watched I've watched shitloads of his movies. Uh, let's see here. A nice tell a nice poop story. <laughs> well, I think I already told one of my most notable ones is when I went out on like a I don't know if it's like a first or second date. Or I just started dating a girl, very good-looking girl, and we were hitting it off really good and everything. And we went out to dinner, and then um, we wanted to stop by this store to get something or whatever. And as we were walking around, and she was looking at stuff, looking at clothes and things like that, uh, you know, it was like gurgle, 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 gurgle. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then as we were walking around, I didn't want to say anything, but then when she got up to the checkout and was going to, you know, check out and there was like some people there, you know, it's embarrassing. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything at all, but I just told her, I, you know, cause I had some stuff too. I gave her my debit card and I said, go ahead and pay for this. I said, I need to run over here to the bathroom, to the restroom, and, you know, which like I said, was embarrassing. I go in there. And as soon as I could almost not get my pants down fast enough and, but I did, and I plopped down and the, the, the stall on the bathroom door, somebody had broke, broken the lock on it. So it would just swing freely. It wouldn't stay, it wouldn't stay closed and you couldn't lock it. And, uh, I plopped down and just let it all hang out. And I mean, it was just like, bah. so whatever I fucking ate, uh, just, it triggered something and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm cussing my, you know, everything. I'm like, God damn it. You know, why did this happen to happen, have to happen to me? And, um, so anyway, um, then after I'm done I'm like, Oh, Oh Jesus Christ. And I did the, uh, you know, scatter shot, um, uh, fucking carpet bombing. Um, I look over at the toilet paper dispenser that's on hanging on the side of the uh, stall. And it's one of those big plastic ones. And underneath it has a door. It has two great big rolls. 
and it has a door on the bottom and you slide it back and forth to have access to eat you know the rolls the one that was on the side that was open was completely empty all the toilet paper was used up but the other one had this great big roll of toilet paper in it but the door wouldn't fucking slide and you can't reach up in there and grab a hold of anything because it's got a plastic barrier and I got this girl that I just started dating that I'm trying to impress and trying to be nice and I want everything to work out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm trying to pull this thing back and forth and it won't budge. It won't do anything. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the goddamn door on the stall won't stay shut. And I'm having to kind of almost hold it. So, you know, luckily nobody came in. So finally I grabbed a hold of that goddamn motherfucker and it was bolted into the steel. And I started pulling on it, and I was like, God fucking damn it. And I summoned the strength of fucking the Hulk, and I pulled these screws. I pulled the whole fucking thing off of the fucking steel stall wall, and it fell down on the ground, and it still wouldn't fucking open. So, okay, I have my pants pulled up just almost but I don't have them pulled up over my ass because I'm sure my ass looked like somebody took a fucking uh, <laughs> a spray can of shit and probably sprayed all over my ass. I stood up and I was so fucking mad at whatever, you know, God or whatever that was that was causing this to happen that was making all this happen. I fucking stomped that fucking thing until it just broke off into pieces. And then I got the toilet paper, you know, did all my cleaned up and everything. <laughs> got the well, she was like standing, not right outside the bathroom, but standing over by the doors with the cart full of stuff. And I walked over and I said, let's get the fuck out of here. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, I'll tell you when we get in the car. <laughs> and I mean, like I said, I probably only been out, you know, went out with her for maybe like uh I don't know. This is probably eh, maybe third or fourth time we'd ever went out. Then I almost had sort of a similar situation when I went with another girl. Now this one I had dated off and on for like 10 years. Um, We went to the beach and we went out to eat and everything. And I think this was before. Now the one doctors did a test and cause I was having all these stomach problems. Like my stomach, I just it would just be sitting there and I would just feel it just churning, you know, and everything. And sometimes at first I would had really bad constipation, like it was bad, and then you just feel like you're just so bloated and everything. But then when it changed, it was like I just had fucking diarrhea constantly. And um I would go to work and I would be like, Oh my god, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'd get up and go to the bathroom and I would walk out of the bathroom, take about ten steps and have to turn around and get back in the bathroom. It was that bad. And didn't know what was going on. So I went to the doctor and they did a test. And I think that's when they said that uh, they said I had uh, tested positive for gluten allergy and that I should, you know, stay away from that and everything, which I I did and I pretty much have. But now there's times now, like I said, I bought some donuts the other day and, uh, you know, was giving them to Mary. And then, you know, I took a bite of one. If I just eat a little bit, it doesn't seem like it bothers me or anything. But then this one doctor told me, well, they really can't tell 100% sure from just like a blood test. I don't know if it's like a blood test. I think it was a blood test. I can't remember. Um, 
they or they would have to do I think she said they would have to do a blood test maybe. I can't remember how she put it if it was one or the other or they said you had to do a colon actually had to do a colonoscopy to actually tell and then I had my first colonoscopy probably uh, a couple years ago now and I asked them about that and they were like I don't know what fucking what they're talking about, you know. Um but when I had the colonoscopy done they said you know, you want to watch and eat um, at least once a day, like a small salad, because there's diverticulitis, which is really bad. And that's almost like, I don't know if I want to say it's like Crohn's disease, but it's sort of maybe sort of similar where you get like uh, on your intestines, you start getting almost like little pouches. And if those, uh, they can be really irritating and everything and it affects your you know, your intestines. Uh, and then like that wrestler, Brock Lesnar, he had it, has diverticulitis. And I think that they, I don't know if they had to go in and actually do surgery or what, but it's almost like a, not a hernia, but it, you, where your intestine will get like a bulge. And I guess if it would actually uh, rupture or something like that, then you got like bile and stuff in there that comes out and it could really screw you up. But diverticulosis, which is a milder form of that, is like you're going to go to from your regular, you know, intestines and everything. Then you develop diverticulosis, which can then develop into diverticulitis. And she said, you know, you want to make sure you eat at least one salad a day uh, because you um, have diverticulosis. And I know that there's times where my stomach will bother me. And again, where, you know, you get like fucking really constipated. Like you feel like, oh my God, I've ate like, you know, a couple of days and I went to the bathroom. I feel real bloated and everything. Um, so I was thinking maybe that's what it is, but it could be a combination of both and everything. But um, when I went to the beach, I was with the one girl and we went out to eat lunch, I think. And when we were coming back, I literally had to pull into a Hardee's. And I told her, I said, I got to go to the bathroom. I said, I, I can't make it back to the fucking room. <laughs> so she waits in the car and I run in there. There's nobody in the place except the people working, maybe one person eating or something. And I was like, thank God there's nobody here. And I go in the bathroom and, blah, you know, just blah. <laughs> no toilet paper. Of course, you know, when you go in, you, you don't look. And I didn't have time to look. I just had to get, you know, over the hole, <laughs> you know, no toilet paper. So I had to, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Now I have friends who said they've been out in the woods, like hunting and stuff like that, or fishing. And they said they'd like take their sock off and use their sock or use their underwear or something like that. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I literally pulled my underwear and pants up and left them like loose. And I just stepped out of the bathroom door and right there was a, a booth. And I just grabbed the whole thing of toilet or of a, uh, napkins off the table, went back in there, went out. Of course I had a funny story to tell her. I wasn't embarrassed. I was still embarrassed because it was, you know, but still I was just like, Oh my God. And then, uh, I think it was like a year or two ago when my mom and I went to, went to the beach and we came back and the place we stayed at had a uh, parking garage right across the street. So we parked the car and we get out and I said, listen, I said, (laughs) I just told her, I said, if I, if I have to, I said, I'm going to make a fucking run for it. And we were only on like the, I think like the second floor. Cause I don't like to stay up, you know, high. And, um, 
but I said, I might have to fucking just, you know, make a run for it. And, um, I didn't think I was going to make it then, but I did anyway. So uh, <laughs> put it this way in my many years, there are many stories. Um, will loaf return? Would a petition help? I mean, that's up to him. I love doing the show with him. If he came back and wanted to do it like on a regular basis or even just every once in a while or do a guest appearance or something like that, man, I'm all for it anytime, any day, you know, um, I just, I think it's more just, he's uh, kind of gotten out of the whole, I, I, and I've had like several friends that are like this, even now on, you know, and like the people that we're, you know, in our little circle of friends uh, or big circle, you know, hear people talking about just getting off of social media altogether just because of all the negativity, all the crap that's going on and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, he just told me that, you know, the one time I just talked to him uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, I got the directions and I needed help on posting the show and everything. And, uh, we just, we didn't even really talk. We talked about, you know, I told him, you know, the directions and I'm going to try it and everything and da, 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 and everything like that. But we never really talked about it. We talked about like, you know, what's going on, you know, with the, you know, gentleman's guide or whatever and this and that and what's going on on the, our group and everything, but never really talked about like coming back. I figure if he wants to, you know, he'll let me know. Or if he, you know, gets in contact with me and says, Hey, you know, uh, you want to record or something like that? You know, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if a petition would do any good or if you guys wanted to, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know at all. You know, uh, if he just tired of it or, you know, just lost interest or, or what, you know, uh, he, we, you know, talk every once in a blue moon and we still, you know, joke around and shit. But again, uh, I'm trying to think if it was, um, oh, who was the one that, I don't know if it was Mr. Chris or who it was that, uh, or if it was El Goro, I think in cancer man, you know, I used to listen to those guys all the time. And then cancer man went, you know, kind of went his own separate way. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you're friends with people on Facebook or back when it was my space, when there was MySpace or Twitter or something like that. And there's guys now that I used to talk to every day of the week on here and every day and never talk to them again, you know, or they just disappear or, or, something happens or I don't know. I, I told loaf a couple of times there were some people and I'm like, I don't know if we said something on the show that pissed somebody off and, or, or what happened, but you know, uh, there's nothing you can do. Or some people just kind of, like I said, they either just get off of social network or, you know, social network or, or, you know, it's just like anything else. People go their own way. They get a girlfriend, they get married, they have kids, they fucking drop dead. I don't know. But, uh, you know, just the way life is. So like I said, um, uh, I told him a long time ago, you know, uh, me, this show is me and him and, uh, you know, I'll continue on, but, uh, anytime. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is as much him, his as it is mine. So, um, let's see here. A poop joke. <laughs> Rolf is fucking obsessed with it. I don't know if I have a poop joke. Uh, some dudes walk into a bar holding a huge pile of shit in their hands. Hey fellas, look what I almost stepped on. <laughs> okay. I'll leave it at that. That's a good joke. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any poop jokes. Uh, are there too many poop questions? Yeah. Poop, poop. 
Uh, there can never be too many fart and poop questions. Uh, what's the hottest piece of ass in Hollywood right now? No, Mark Wahlberg doesn't count. Oh, geez, a whiz. With that one chick that uh, we always talk about on the uh, the uh, one group. <laughs> it's pretty hot. The one that played Joy in um, Blade Runner uh, 2024, Anna Armas or whatever. She seems to be a very... And, and I... I liked her in that movie and, like I said, in Knock Knock, and um, I think she's really hot, but I never really looked into her that much, especially in, like, Blade Runner 2024. I just thought she was just so cute and everything, but I didn't think, you know, oh, I'm going to look up pictures of her other than from that movie, and, uh, man, she is smoking. Um, of course, Scarlet's always there. Scarlet's getting a little bit older, but she's always funny, you know, and everything, and... Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. That would probably, like I said, that that chick that uh, from Blade Runner is probably the top on my list right now. Um, but like I said, but again, I will also add uh, if I went and uh, looked at our little group, I'm sure I could probably come up with a lot of other ones considering we just kind of chat about or, you know, post pictures and about hot chicks um anna de armas let's see what else she's just very she's very pretty um and um you know like uh, there's lots of different ones that i that i like and i've liked for a long like alice eve i always thought you know my god she was so good looking and um uh, just different i don't know there's a there's a million of them uh let's see here hill um is there an actor with a good amount of films uh, you have watched everything with? Any actor you might want to do this with? I'm still upset I haven't been able to watch every Wings. Well, Jesus Christ, you're fucking... Oh, Wings has just made so many fucking movies. It'll take you two years to watch all his shit. Um, at one time, I remember, you know... It, uh, on silver and gold, you know, just I started watching all these fucking Dolph Lundgren movies, and and you know was gonna, I'm like I'm gonna watch every Dolph Lundgren movie, and then there was somebody here recently that I was going to, I said I was gonna try and watch everything that they were in, but that fell through pretty quickly. I can't. Oh, it was just the it was the the TV series Rockford Files. My sister bought me the uh, box set and I was riding my stationary bike every day and I was like, I'm going to just fucking watch every Rockford Files episode with James Garner in order. And I did it for just a little bit. Then I would start watching something else. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, especially with a series like that, not as much with his because the episodes really didn't, they were all separate stories. You know, they didn't have to go together. Um, I did, you know, God, you know, a long time ago with Dennis Hopper was one. Robert De Niro was one. Um, I'm trying to think who else. But I, I, I would get on a, a kick about, you know, just uh, here not that long ago. Was Orson Welles was one. Um, um, Joe Don Baker. Uh, there was there were lots of people that I would just I would read a magazine article or something like that, and I would just become interested in you know this person and try and watch everything I could find you know them in and everything. Uh, Bronson of course was one. Clint you know Burt Reynolds whoever. Um, 
especially before we had access to so many movies, but when it was on VHS and it was more of a hunt to find, you know, or, and, and before we had, um, you know, uh, torrents and, and things like that, pirating stuff, you know, just trying to find special things and going in. It's like going to a used bookstore or a VHS store that's closing, or they would sell certain movies after they had been viewed so many times. Uh, is Wings Hauser a good actor? I think he's a good actor. I don't know if he's a great actor. And I think that, um, he's over the top. He definitely has his own style. He kind of reminds me of William Smith with those crazy eyes. Like he can play a good rapist or a good bad guy, or even if he's a good guy, like in uh, um, Siege at um, Firebase Gloria, still has a little bit of a bent wacko kind of a look. Um, but I don't, I'm trying to think if I've seen him in anything that was really good quality. Like I said, like, the funeral with Abel Ferrara or something, you know, Scorsese or Werner Herzog or something like that. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of Wings Hauser, uh, some really good quality material. You know, a lot of the stuff you see him in is, you know, not, I mean, he's good and he's over the top and everything, but uh, you know, if he was in anything that was really something really special, you know, all around good cast, good, writing good cinematography good directing and everything um is steven seagal a bad actor yes <laughs> are you still answering my questions yes uh who is the worst plastic surgery botox victim in hollywood melanie griffith is right up there uh and um meg ryan and as far as guys go like i said mickey rourke elaine delon robert evans um Burt Reynolds was horrible. He he did that. Uh, you could tell he did the facial peeling, and uh, uh, then they do the thing where they pull their eyes up and everything. So instead of having crow's feet that point down, they they go up. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them, but it's women, you know. Like I said, Meg Ryan was so cute. She was like the Ginger Lynn of regular movies, and and uh, then she just kind of destroyed her face with the cheek implants and the duck lips and the. Uh, Joker mouth and uh, Melanie Griffith was the same way and um, you know it's a shame hmm? what are you going to do um, who is harder to understand Sly or Tom Hardy jeez Tom Hardy's pretty bad sometimes he just does the mumbling and like when he's playing a redneck in that moonshine movie or Al Capone or he, he, he told like this, or, you know, and he smokes too much too. I mean, his voice is uh, probably him, Tom Hardy. I can understand Stallone, you know, he's got the body of a 20 year old. Um, favorite movie trilogy? Definitely not The Godfather. That was two. Uh, the third one sucked. Planet of the Apes. I like the first one. I loved the, loved the first one. Loved the second one. Third one was when they went to Earth and it had Eric Braden. I don't think that was great. Probably Sergio Leone. You know, um, Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more and Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Unless you count where the boys aren't, one, two, and three. 
no, I, I remember one where the boys aren't, and uh, that had Barbara Dare and Melanie. What was the blonde's name? Because she seduced Barbara Dare, and usually Barbara Dare was the more aggressive, but this chick came on to her. And I can't remember what that was called. And then, of course, there was Wetlands. I'm talking about pornos. Uh, Taboo, you know, Taboo 1. Taboo 1, 2. See, I remember 1 and 2. What was Taboo (laughs) 3? Let's see. Taboo. Boo. Taboo. Oops. Tab. Puh. I hit the P. I got the keyboard all the way over here to the side because I got my iPad in front of me reading these questions. Let's forget this. Okay, move on. Um, Let's see. Uh, Whose sex tape needs to hit the internet? No, Wahlberg doesn't count again. Sex tape? Hmm. Man, at one time. Well, see, it just depends because you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, again, like Kim Kardashian was as lazy as oh, about the laziest sex tape I've ever seen. She didn't do anything. She just laid there. Um, Jane Kennedy's, like I said, that was real grainy, but man, that was, that was pretty good uh, action there. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, Scarlet would be good. I've seen, but you know, I've seen naked pictures of her and like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it would just depend on how good it was, you know. <laughs> no matter who, it, no matter how good looking they are, it's like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. You know, everybody talked about oh, he steered the boat with his dick and he screwed her on the boat and did this and that. But you know, I didn't think it was. Old. And great my god you got so much porn out there with women that are ready willing and able to rock and roll and do anything and uh and uh you know they're good looking as shit you know you can find ones that are aren't good looking you can find ones that are look like fucking models and ones that look like you know whatever so it'd be hard to i mean you know there's a lot of uh actresses but i you know i can't think of any young ones off the top of my head just ones that i've always liked and if they would come out you know i don't know give shit uh, let's see. Is there any Mark Wahlberg? Is there any movie starring Mark Wahlberg you didn't hate? Yeah. Um. Again, like Boogie Nights, and uh, there's movies of his that uh, that aren't bad. Shooter wasn't bad. Um. I still would have rather seen somebody else cast in it, but um. Again, that's like um. The hunt, the hunted with uh, Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. I thought Benicio del Toro did a good job, but I don't think he was cast well as some guy from West Virginia. You know, I mean, he's Hispanic, and you know, which you know, I guess we do have, but not, not. It's not like a. Big, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of being if it's racist or nationalist or whatever. I just think that if you're going to get a redneck, you get a redneck. You know. Um, let's see. Boogie Nights, of course. Uh, the one with um, Chow Young Fat, is that the corrupter? I thought that was pretty good. And it was, you know, he wasn't bad in that. Uh, let's see. There were some other ones here that. Uh, Shooter, like I said, I thought that was pretty good. Um, 
and some comedies. Uh, the fighter was good, but it wasn't because of him. I mean, he was good as Mickey Ro- Mickey Ward, but um, Christian Bale was the you know one that, to me that carried that one, and uh, the lady that was played there, their mother. Um, what's her name? Um, Melissa Leo and Amy Adams is hot. She's always hot and she's a good actress too. Um, how the hell did I get on? And Virginia Madsen, Jesus Christ, she was so good looking. I liked her. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I just don't think he's a very good actor. I don't, you know, let's see. Patriot, like I said, Patriot Day. He was pretty good in that, and that was a pretty good movie. The Gambler sucked. He was the uh, the um, trying to be James Caan. I hate I hate when he does that shit. Where it's like the one that was a Cary Grant movie, and he tried to remake it, and he was playing the Cary Grant part. Give me a fucking break. Two Guns with him and Denzel. I didn't like that one. Lone Survivor. I didn't like that one. I don't like the fucking Transformers. Um, Ted. I didn't like those. That's just kind of. I don't know. I just saw the first one and I just didn't like it that much. Because uh, I don't like him. <laughs> we Own the Night wasn't bad. Uh, the Departed, I, that was okay. I, you know, I wasn't that fucking gaga over that one. I would like to see Jennifer Aniston in a sex tape. But then again, I've seen her like stripping in a movie and stuff and she didn't move around like she was very sexual <laughs> you know like she you know i don't know i like looking at her pictures and i think she's kind of funny uh let's see mark Wahlberg wants to befriend you on facebook what do you do eh, i'd i would i don't know uh he'd probably try and get me to uh die or uh fast for uh seven days straight let's see he might be the nicest guy in the fucking world i don't know it just you know can you stomach this Mark Wahlberg's funniest moments? No, because we don't have enough time and I can't stomach it because I got to go to the bathroom. Okay, that's it for now. If you have any, maybe, okay, so out of like 25 fucking questions, we had one, a couple, uh, we had like two from, uh, one from Brian, one from Tim, and the rest from Rolf. So if you want to, if anybody gets mad about this being a three hour and 28 minute fucking episode, uh, that might have something to do with it, but I'm going to get off here because three hours and 28 minutes and I need to get off here. I need to get something to eat. I need to go to the bathroom and do something else with my life. Three hours and 28 minutes. I just sat here when I could have been doing something productive, but love you guys and love your support. And I want to do another show because I have fun doing it. Uh, thanks for the feedback on here. Thanks for the questions. Um, and now I'll get back to watching some new movies and I say every week it's going to be more structured, but it's probably not. Cause I just sometimes like to just get on here and just start bullshitting. But, uh, anyway, thanks everybody. And this is Dr. Zom saying Zom. Ooh.